This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. It is Wednesday and it's July 29th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Philadelphia health officials said Tuesday they have postponed the start of indoor dining in the city to no earlier than September 1st. The previous date was August 1st. The news comes as Health Commissioner Dr. Thomas Farley announced 142 additional confirmed cases of COVID-19 in Philadelphia on Tuesday. That brings the number of confirmed cases to 29,945. The city reported no new deaths on Tuesday, but Farley said the city is in its second wave. We are recommending people not participate in gatherings of any size, Farley said, and when you are around your relatives, you should wear a mask. Farley also introduced the city's new contact tracing program. He said the health department staff will call people who have tested positive for COVID-19 and ask them to isolate. Staff will ask the names and contact information of anyone that they've had close contact with. Workers will then call the contacts and inform them that they may have been exposed to the virus and ask them to quarantine for 14 days. Kathy, they also said that they're going to be sending out bags of seeds as well, so Hey, my uh, my cousin got... Um, oh, got the seed bag? No, didn't get seeds. Oh. Got uh, cheap sunglasses. Oh, all right. <laughs> posted a picture yesterday. Oh. Staff will then follow up with the contacts every day to see if they have symptoms or any outstanding needs. To facilitate the process, health officials have hired 108 people to build the new division. Since, since July 6th, officials said they have attempted to contact 554 cases and completed interviews with 53% of them. Of those cases who uh, reported contacts, contact tracers have reached and interviewed 72% of the contacts. Because of the recent increase of COVID-19 cases in numerous states across the country, officials said residents should not travel from Philadelphia to 35 states. Pennsylvania Health Secretary Dr. Rachel Levine began her COVID-19 briefing Tuesday not speaking about the pandemic, but about acts of hate and the importance of acceptance. I feel I should personally respond to the multiple incidents of LGBTQ harassment and specifically transphobia directed at me that have been reported in the press, Levine said. The health secretary, a transgender woman, said the people behind these acts are not just expressing their displeasure with her, but are also hurting the thousands of LGBTQ Pennsylvanians who suffer from these incidents. Your actions perpetuate the spirit of intolerance and discrimination against LGBTQ individuals and specifically transgender individuals, Levine said. In one report, uh, reported incident two weeks ago, a man in a dunk tank donned a blonde wig, floral print dress, and glasses during a weekend carnival held at the Bloomsburg Fair to benefit the region's volunteer fire departments. The fair posted a video, name-checked Levine, and said, wonder why so many are trying to dunk you. The fair subsequently deleted the post and released the statement of apology, calling the impression a disrespectful parody and serious lapse in judgment. Levine said that she accepts the apologies if they are sincere. She said, however, an apology is just the beginning of the conversation. She said there needs to be more than just tolerance, but acceptance of the community. Last week, Governor Wolf spoke out in support of Dr. Levine. He said Levine has been subject to a relentless torrent of abuse throughout the pandemic. The derogatory incident involving the Bloomsburg Fair is the latest of these vile acts, which by extension impact transgender people across the Commonwealth and the nation, he said. Levine said that she will continue to help people and will stay laser focused on protecting the health of everyone in Pennsylvania from the pandemic. I have no room in my heart for hatred and frankly I do not have time for intolerance, Levine said. A Philadelphia community is upset after a group of exotic dancers held a demonstration over the weekend in an open park. (laughs) 
It happened at Malcolm X Park, located at 51st and Pine Streets in West Philadelphia on Saturday. The dancers called the demonstration a stripper strike aimed at improving working conditions in gentlemen's clubs. On Tuesday night, the dancers met with the community in the same park where a conversation got heated. Uh, This was not the place to hold it, said Kim Fuller, Family Life Coordinator of the Global Leadership Academy. Fuller uh, works across the street and says some uh, uh, inappropriate photos of the event were sent to her staff out of concern. Listen, we have a lot of uh, floor space here. Well, we could socially distance. We can right, help them. Right. And uh, we can, I think we can help. So it's a park, and that's where children go to play. Uh, the founder of Stilettos, however, Bam Rose, said that they were raising funds for the dancers who are not working during COVID. According to Instagram flyers, masks, and social distancing were required at the event, and it was held on the opposite end of the park to avoid the children on the playground. Okay, so they are wearing all of their clothes, though. I mean, they're, they're dancing yeah, they're on not naked. poles, but they're, okay, but they are sort of like a workout, yeah. almost. It was almost <laughs> like a park workout. Yeah. yeah. Park uh, you guys have, on a pole. You guys have all seen that. Uh, it's a powerful photo of a woman who who is sitting on the ground and she's completely naked, spread eagle. And yeah, it was in Portland, right? Yeah, and, and yeah. all the police are sitting in front of her and there's a huge light shining on her. I look at that photo and I think, oh, I hope she put something down to sit on because <laughs> that ground is so dirty. Oh, you haven't dirty. seen that photo? No. That's the only thing I'm like, ooh, I'm like, oh. What is it? Was she protesting something? Yeah, protesting? She's, a pro, she's a protester. But, but she was like spread eagle. Okay. She's spread naked. eagle sitting yeah. on the ground and it there is like, I'm like, oh, oh, gosh, there's so many germs down there. <laughs> hey, we all have our concerns. Yes. Oh, my God. Yours is with her coochie. Yes. Kathy, what, what do you think when you see that? I, I don't you know. Think, I just think, think, interesting. Yeah. Hope that's not uh, any of our daughters. <laughs> Residents say the demonstration should have happened somewhere else and not in the neighborhood park. Stiletto says that they plan to hold future events in the park. In sports this morning. Major League Baseball has postponed all of the Miami Marlins games through Sunday after the, the team's coronavirus outbreak. Miami's next six games, including last night's game against the Baltimore Orioles, have been postponed. The Yankees, who were scheduled to play the Phillies in Philadelphia last night, officially postponed that game and tonight's game in the Bronx out of an abundance of caution, according to MLB. The Phils were scheduled to play games tonight and Thursday in New York against the Yankees, who now will be traveling to Baltimore instead. Also impacted by yesterday's announcement are the Washington Nationals, who were slated to play a three-game series starting Friday in Miami against the Marlins. A majority of Nationals players voted against playing the Marlins. Meanwhile, the Phils are scheduled to resume play on Friday night at Citizens Bank Park against the Toronto Blue Jays. The Phillies will be the visiting team against a team that is not allowed to play in its home country because of the pandemic concerns. Eagles wide receiver Marquise Goodwin plans to opt out of the 2020 season, becoming the first Eagles player to do so. 29-year-old Goodwin became a father in February after struggling to start a family. According to NFL Network, he is concerned about the safety of his young family. Goodwin has a five-month-old daughter after his wife previously had three miscarriages. And in an exhibition yesterday afternoon, the Flyers beat the Pittsburgh Penguins 3-2 in overtime. Scott Lawton took a pass from Travis Konechny and was able to beat Penn's goalie Tristan Jerry on a breakaway to give the Flyers the overtime win in the first exhibition game in Toronto. Nice. The Flyers play the Boston Bruins on Sunday afternoon as one of their first games before the NHL playoffs begin later in August. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. As I said earlier, Wednesday morning, midweek, we are hit that mark, and we have a chance for you to win some stuff. We have a secret text for today, as we do on Wednesdays. And today, it's an opportunity to grab a digital download 
of Deep Blue Sea 3. The sharks are back. And smarter than ever. <laughs> and you can text the word secret to 39333. And we'll send a word to you. And later on, we'll ask you to call in with that word. And then we'll grab a random text or two. So that is happening. And then we're going to go live on Fox Good Day today. Uh, check in with uh, Mike and Alex and uh, see what we can get into. And, you know, we'll have your last opportunity. You know, I'm going to give away one of these right now because nice. there is a drive-in screening tonight. Two movies, double feature at Shankweiler's Drive-In. It's near Allentown. It's at 8.50. Starts at 8.50 tonight. And if you're caller number 12, I will set you up with a reserve spot, and that's good for four people in the car. And the movies being shown tonight are Hook and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Mm. So let's have you get on board right now. Caller number 12, 215-263-WMMR. If you don't win, you can visit a night at the drivein.com to get first-come, first-served passes. So we will set you up with that. Keep that in mind. It is tonight. And the movie doesn't start, the first movie doesn't start till 8.50, so it'll be a bit of a late night for you. But if you can do it, give us a call right now. Uh, these things and more are taking place. We'll take a break, come back, and a second get into the entertainment report. The Emmys were on, uh, the nominations yeah. were announced, so we'll go through a few of those. And uh, we'll have a stupid question, some giveaways. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Steven Singer Jewelers has fast, free, and safe shipping. Whether celebrating life or just saying I love you, Steven Singer is there for you. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We are going to do a stupid question. We're going to pose a stupid question to you. We're going to give away a digital download of Scoob for the correct answer. And it has to do with Buddha. Ah. What is the term? It's a one-word term for the teachings of the Buddha. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. What is the one-word term for the teachings of the Buddha? 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. Let's see if you know the answer to that. And we'll kill some time by going through some birthdays on my list. And we're going to start with one of my favorites. Today being uh, July 29th is one Mr. Getty Lee's birthday. Oh, wow. Of Rush. He has a submarine, by the way. Getty is uh, celebrating his 67th birthday today. Well, we've, we've talked to... Alex Lifeson, right? Haven't we? No, I've never spoken. We've to never Alex talked Lifeson. to anybody from the. What? Uh, I talked to Getty. I've spoke to Getty twice, uh, or d- during an interview. We had him on one time on our, our show for the for the big beautiful right. book of base, right? And then Pierre and I did a tandem interview one time, which was really cool. And I've met Getty three or four times through the years. You know, little backstage meet and greet, right, hey, how right. you doing thing, and that's about it. But. Uh, what a talented guy, man. I mean, you know, of, of a band, f- three guys of immense musical talent, Getty, I think, shoulders the most in that band. He sure does. He's playing bass, he's playing keyboards, he's playing pedals with his feet, he's singing, he's doing all this stuff at the same time, and he fronts the band. So, What, what was that picture he just posted? I guess it was on the social media. Him, like, at 13 years old, his yeah. first paid gig. Yeah, yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just have a tremendous amount of respect for him. So, happy 67th. We're going to have to play some Rush this morning. Yeah. We will have to Absolutely. play Absolutely, yes. <laughs> um, did, you, did you end up, did you cry when um, Neil Furt... Here it passed away. Uh, I I got emotional. I didn't shed tears. Okay, but, but I, I got I had emotional moments. Absolutely. Right. 
Uh, At first, it was a shock. As a drummer, is he the guy in the band that you identify with the most? Or as the lead singer, is it Getty Lee? Oh, no. He, the Neil's guy I identified most with when I, that I felt I had a... Um, kinship. A kinship, thank you, right. uh, in the band. But uh, tremendous respect for all three of them. Sure. And like any band that has uh, multiple you know, virtuoso musicians, you kind of cycle through your favorites over time. Every now and then, you kind of gravitate towards this particular... Same thing with the Beatles. You know, like yes. I'll spend a lot of time just digging what John did or focusing on Ringo or something along those lines, where everybody has a real yeah. big stake in the band. Pete Best. Uh, of course. Yeah. You spend lots of time with the Stuart Sutcliffe. You know, there's a number of people. But <laughs> You're anyway, a Sutcliffe guy? Uh, Getty Lee is 67 today. Uh, and what's interesting is uh, I didn't know he shared a birthday with this guy who uh, the first time he was in the studio, I had a conversation with him about the band Rush. It is Ken Burns' birthday ah, today. Is Ken the, Burns a Rush fan? The documentarian. Well, when he had stopped by, the um, documentary about Rush had just been released, and I told him I had a copy of it, and he's like, oh, I haven't seen that yet. I want to check that out. So I gave him, a, we got him a copy of it. My dearest wife, today I'm heading to go see Rush in concert in Toronto. <laughs> I fear they have a different language and I might get lost. I will keep you apprised of my journey and hope to return to you soon. Your loving husband, Daniel. Of course, Ken Burns did the Civil War. He did yes. a documentary about the Civil War, hence the music and so on. Maybe he'll and, do a Rush documentary. And, uh, you know, it's wild as, uh, the, you know, the time that I do the, the videos, <laughs> the, the drum videos... Uh, the you know the, they they use the Ken Burns effect all in the time. movie. Yeah, all it's, the time. It's, it's named. It's one of the main effects used in that. I love that we had him in here, and we had I think at least twice we had. Uh, I think two st- times we like had strippers. Strippers. Yep. And he thought it was hilarious. He loved it. Yeah. Uh, and he enjoyed our conversation. Yeah. So happy. Surprisingly, sixty-seven birthday uh, yeah. today to Ken. Let's see if we can get him on the line sometime yeah. soon. You, you Let's always, talk to Ken Burns. You always feel like Fredo when you bring up, "Hey, we had him in. We're smart, right?" Exactly. Uh, Patty Scalfa, uh, yeah. the wife of Bruce Springsteen, and a singer and guitarist in the E Street Band. I think clearly she was the one for him. I yeah. mean, I did. Um, he had that misstep marriage. That first one out of the gate. But, uh, yeah, they've been together forever, and she, um, she supports him. And she yeah. loves Ken Burns. Mm. I don't know. I, you know what? Okay. My dearest <laughs> wife, after the Rush concert, I plan to go see a Bruce Springsteen concert. <laughs> back to back? Back to back. He's in Ontario. Uh, oh, okay. Wow. Wow. The tour of Canada. Uh, you're right, though. He, he needed her. Uh, I yeah, think. and who was and we've said this before his first wife? She was pretty Michelle gorgeous. Michelle Julianne. She was a model singer. Michelle Julianne Phillips. Oh, Julie, yeah. Michelle Michelle Julianne Phillips. A lot of people knew her as Michelle. Mm-hmm. She was an actress. Yes, yes. Yeah, she was an actress model. She was in Fletch Lives. Casey was she? Remember? Okay, I yeah. thought she was a singer. No, no she, she was, was a dancer. dancer. Oh, oh my god! Got it. She's sixty. You know. You know what I realized in Horrible Bosses? Do you remember that scene where uh, the the with the hot FedEx delivery girl uh, with Jason Sudeikis? Yeah, I don't remember that part, but I, but who is she? It's uh, it's uh, the royal um, Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle. Oh no way! Yeah. Wow. Oh wow! Totally blew me away. 
Okay, I got to go back and watch that. So I was singing about that movie this morning. Will Wheaton also has a birthday today. Will Wheaton. I said you ought to be nicer to Will Wheaton. You mean Will Wheaton? Yes, Will Wheaton. Why are you saying it like that? Well, I'm just saying you should be nicer to Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton seems like a nice guy. <laughs> say wheat. Wheat. Now say Will Wheaton. 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 Hey, did you hook up with Whoopi Goldberg on the show? <laughs> All the time. Uh, he's great. I love Will Wheaton. He is 48 today. He figures prominently in that documentary, yeah. uh, Showbiz Kids. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because this was the movie that really, um, was this his first movie? I can't no, remember. It was, his, it was his breakout movie. He had done some stuff before then, a lot of commercial work. Yep. But then he even talks about, he's doing these commercials, and he says, I, I think I want to try movies, mm-hmm. and then everything took off. He's 48 today. You also have uh, Tony Sirico from The Sopranos, Polly Walnuts, and he, he is 78. He was really in jail, wasn't he? Wasn't that, isn't that just, one of those, a couple of those guys were really in jail. I think it might have been... Him okay. and got out and got into acting. Is he okay. the one with the uh, with the wings and yeah. side of his yeah, head? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, Polly Walnuts. And so he is 78 today. Allison Mack. She's uh, going to be in jail. She sure is. Ne- uh, uh, she was a recruiter for Nexium, this cult, and she was the one responsible for those branding rituals, Preston, where they would burn oh, the name yeah, yeah. of Nexium into the thighs of these women. Mm-hmm. She's uh, 38 today. A lunatic. Uh, Marilyn Quayle, wife of uh, former Vice President Dan Quayle, and uh, her big thing was the music censorship back in the day. Was she involved with that? Yeah, I thought that, that was, was Tipper Gore. Gore. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're right. Tipper Gore. Yeah, Wrong yeah. one. Who we had in Wrong studio. Wrong vice president wife, Mrs. Vice President. <laughs> Wait, we had Tipper Gore in? We had Tipper Gore in studio. Okay. Was, uh, she, was, uh, she was promoting a five-finger death punch. Okay. That makes sense. Marilyn Quayle is 71. Uh, Tim Gunn, TV star, fashion consultant. I like Tim Project Gunn. Runway, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think you know who he is. Um, you just I, not, I, you know, just don't want to fess up. No, you see him all the time. He does the E stuff, right, Case? Right, right. Yeah, he's all the commercials. Oh, yeah, I know who that guy is. All right, yeah, he's uh, 67. And the last birthday I saw is actor Josh Radner, actor and director from uh, How I Met Your Mother, and he's 46. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to this stupid question, and it is as follows. What is the term for the teachings of the Buddha? Two one five two six three WMMR. I will go to Wyatt. Hello there, Wyatt. Hey, how you doing, Gadzooks? Gadzooks, uh-huh. you Wyatt. Do me a favor and tell me the term for the teachings of the Buddha. It's not Dharma, is it? It is. Yeah, yeah. Dharma. Like Dharma and Greg. Hang on a second, Wyatt. And the Dharma Corporation. Yep. I'm lost. Wyatt. Wyatt. We are going to give you a digital download of Scoob. Scooby-Doo, Shaggy, and Mysteries Incorporated to face their toughest mystery yet and discover Scooby has a secret legacy and epic, epic destiny greater than anyone ever imagined. It's available now on Blu-ray and digital. All right, so we're going to dive right into Johnny Depp. The libel case against the sun has wrapped up. He Thank Am- God. Amber Heard are done with all of that uh, For as far as their uh, getting onto the stands and testifying. Depp's lawyer, David Sherborne, Said the actor strongly denied this reputation-destroying career-ending allegation. He has never hit a woman in his entire life, period. Full stop, nada. He added that uh, the son was acting as both judge and jury. The defendants plainly and squarely state that Mr. Depp is guilty of a series of serious and violent criminal uh, offenses. Didn't happen. Uh, The son's lawyer, Sasha Wass, meanwhile, said that there was no doubt that Depp regularly and systematically abused his wife, and so the wife-beater label was justified. Two sides did concur that Depp and Heard's relationship went downhill 
well <laughs> before their divorce in 2017. You'd have to be a lunatic to not see that. Amber actually spoke outside London's high court and said that she stands by her testimony. She said, I traveled here to the U.K. to testify as a witness to assist the court after obtaining a restraining order in 2016 and finalizing my divorce, I just wanted to move on with my life. I did not file this lawsuit despite its significance. I would have preferred not to be here in court. It has been incredibly painful to relive the breakup of my relationship, have my motives and my truth questioned, and the most traumatic and intimate details of my life with Johnny shared in court and broadcast to the entire world. She did make the most of her trip to London, though, Preston. After she came out of the court, she went over, picked up a road cone, and started going, <laughs> I knew I recognized yeah, her. It was an amazing thing, and the crowd was just enraptured with the performance. Because that's what you do over there in England. We found out. Uh, Judge Andrew Nichol will retire to consider the verdict and uh, is expected to hand down a ruling in the coming weeks. We're looking at a video of her giving this uh, statement. Uh, her hair has gotten really big and long. Yeah. By the way, she looks uh, good in this particular. She does look good. Uh, but uh, you, in, there's shot. clearly a lot of crazy there on both sides. Yep. All right, HBO's Watchmen led the pack with 26 nominations for the 72nd Annual Emmy Awards. I know we were happy about that because all of us who saw it here loved that show. It was great. Yeah. It was, and honestly, as we said from the beginning, Preston, we did not expect it to... I mean, we were like, okay, let's see what they can do. Yeah. And they did a great job. Yeah, they went pretty deep. They, yeah. they did some really, uh, really unique things with that show. Uh, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel earned second place with 20 nominations. You still watching that? Uh, yeah, well, we finished it, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, we will absolutely when that third season rolls around. Yeah, we, we really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I saw a, a, a most of the first season and then I disconnected. I should probably go back to it. I couldn't, I, I couldn't get through one episode. Yeah, but I feel like yeah. I need to, I do that with a lot of things. I need to sit down and like, Get through that first episode, and yeah. then maybe I, I'll I have a hard get into time it. with some some of that too. Cat. You 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 yeah. passed you you uh, you tapped down on Fleabag, yeah yeah yeah. Like, like, I, I, I yeah I I get it. Sometimes you'll hit an episode, and it's it's like enough. Do enough. I really am I really going to force myself to soldier on through this? <laughs> but you do, and then sometimes it pays off. You more know? than more than anything about Maisel, I really liked um, uh, the fashion and the decor and all oh, that and the stuff. whole time frame. Yeah. It's just really awesome. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I was watching real quick. I was watching one show, and like a co- I was maybe like four episodes in, and I was like, I think I'm watching the real life Scooby Doo. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm done with this. All right, all right. I know, and uh, the, the problem is also this is so much good stuff to watch yeah. that you're like, I, why am I with Wait, something? I think is okay when I know there's a bunch of great out there. Uh, Ozark and Succession were next in line with 26 nods, by the way. Did you guys finish Ozark yet? I'm yeah. impressed. I know that you're, uh, you're not watching did. it. I didn't watch okay. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I finished it too. It's it's such a weird show because as you're watching it, just the way that it's shot, right? It, it's all, it, like, they're using some sort of a It's a filter. I filter. don't like it. I don't like it either. It, you know what it's like? It's like our windows it's our out windows. here uh-huh. <laughs> that oh now God. tint, yes. and, I, and I don't it, Stop it, it, it. It, it! For some reason, it's off-putting to me, and it's I don't like. And, it's, and dude, I grew up going to the Lake of the Ozarks. <laughs> I used to live in that area practically. It's, so it's both figuratively and literally dark. Yeah, yeah. of a yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it is. It is an aesthetic choice, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't on certain shows. It's, it's, it's doing great. It's doing amazing. Yeah. I had a hard time with season three, and then it tied in in the last two episodes. And uh, I'm really, you know, Kathy, you talk about bailing on some shows. I, I considered bailing on Ozark a couple of Ooh. times, and then I got. Through it, and the end of season three is great. It's great. I don't the know. The girl that plays Ruth, the girl with the really curly blonde hair, I yeah. forget her name. I saw her in, oh, God, oh, something John. Um, I forget, but it, but it was like 
a completely different character. I couldn't believe that oh, it was the same it. girl. Like, it made huh. me appreciate her and her acting. I Because I love her in Ozark. I think she's great. Um, but, it yeah, it made me appreciate her a lot huh. more. There was a guy in this last season. His name, I think it's Ben something or other. Tom um, Phil. Yeah, he was on Something John. Uh, what'd you say, Tom Nick? Pelfrey? Oh, Tom Pelfrey is mm-hmm. his... Okay, yeah, so Tom... I, I had reached out to him on, on Instagram... Well, not Instagram, Twitter. He was so damn good. I'm I, I, I'm interested to see if he got nominated in this... Did he, uh, did he respond well, back? He I did not, man. I didn't break down all the... I just have the shows. I didn't want to go through all... There's so many different uh, guests... Uh, <laughs> You know, characters and so on, guest actors and, and main actors. I'm just going to go through the shows. But sure. Let me give you the basics yeah, of, the, of the Emmy nods. Um, also, of note, Saturday Night Live snagged 15, including one for Brad Pitt when he played Dr. Anthony Fauci. Kathy didn't like that, but... <laughs> yeah, I was not. I, I didn't think it was. He got an Emmy nomination. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race nabbed 19. Steve Carell, Brian Cox, and Jeremy Strong received their first nominations ever in the Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series category. While Jennifer Aniston, Olivia Coleman, Jodie Comer, Laura Linney, uh, Sandra Oh, and Zendaya were nominated as outstanding lead actresses in a drama series. What uh, about Regina King? Um, she did. Yeah, she was yeah. nominated for limited series. Yes. All right. All right. So overall, Netflix scored 160 nominations, more than any other platform. Last year's winner, HBO, snagged 107. NBC earned 47. Uh, more than any other broadcaster. And Jeremy Irons was uh, nominated for that as well for limited series. It's actor. Dirty John, by the way. Dirty John. Okay. Dirty John. <laughs> Not something John. Not something. So here you go. Here, here are the top categories, and then, then we'll move on to some other things. Outstanding drama series, Better Call Saul, The Crown, The Handmaid's Tale, Killing Eve, The Mandalorian, Ozark, Stranger Things, and Succession. There's some serious competition there. God, you, do you have Disney Plus? I do, and I know you like you're like me. I I I don't summarily default to everything Star Wars is great. I, I watch the Mandalorian. I think you'll really enjoy it. Okay, uh, outstanding comedy series was Curb Your Enthusiasm, Dead to Me, Insecure, S's Creek. I almost <laughs> said it. Uh, the Good Place, uh, The Kaminsky Method, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and What We Do in the Shadows. That's a good show. They uh, they they took that movie and they actually you continued in that vein. It's very funny. Outstanding uh, variety talk series. Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Full Frontal with Samantha B. Jimmy Kimmel Live. Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. And The Late Show with Stephen Colbert are in the running. And Outstanding Variety Sketch Series are, <coughs> excuse me, a, a Black Lady Sketch Show, Drunk History, uh, and Saturday Night Live. Uh, oh, and then one more thing. Outstanding Limited Series. And that's where you have Little Fires Everywhere, Mrs. America, Unbelievable, Unorthodox and Watchmen up for the awards. Uh, so those are coming up the 72nd annual Emmy Awards. And you know what? I don't have the date on when that's going to happen. Maybe it's still a little bit fluid, but those are the September nominees. 20th. All right. Kim Kardashian is not going to leave her husband, Kanye West, during his mental health crisis. But, but after the pair have been discussing divorce for months, according to Us Weekly. Uh, the pair share four children, and the world became aware of their issues when Kanye sent out a series of since-deleted tweets railing against Kim and her mother, Kim or Chris, at a presidential rally before his tirades last week. He also openly discussed wanting to abort their oldest child, North, who is seven. An insider tells us Kim is not leaving the relationship because of this current situation, but before this situation, over the last three months or so, they have been talking about divorce. Weren't they living in separate parts of the house, too? Wasn't that the, one of the deals? I think I remember that hearing that. insanely mm. white house. 
Uh, Kim has wanted to make this marriage work, and so has Kanye. They both still love each other, and there is still some interest in making this marriage work, but in recent months, it has looked way less likely. Uh, They got married in 2014, and Source says... There is no conversation about divorce until he is able to be in a better mental space. He's not doing well. Uh, Really, there is little to no contact between Kim and Kanye right now. They were photographed together on Monday in Wyoming, and Kim appeared in tears, it says. I did not see this. She said it herself, so I'm just repeating what she said. She's an ugly crier. Oh, yeah? Yeah. She's got that. When she cries, she's... uh, The ugly face. The whole face. uh, Who isn't an ugly crier, though? Me. I'm glorious. You're you're beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, He, though, uh, you know, he's trying to to do things right. Like, when they get back to the house, he said he's going to move into the mailbox. Okay. So, uh, he's trying to make things go better. A source tells people that Kim hasn't seen Kanye for weeks. She's very emotional about everything and also exhausted. She feels very hurt by Kanye. She has tried to reach him multiple times, and he just ignores her. It's all a bad situation. I wonder, so do we know if he is uh, on any sort of medication? And if so, is he foregoing that medication That's what it would seem like, right? Like, Doesn't it seem that way? Like, a, like he's off his meds? Yeah, right. like he's off his meds. Because I, I have a friend um, that... Bipolar? This, yeah, that this happens to, because um, <clears throat> he starts to feel better, and so he thinks, I don't, I don't need, need to take the medication. Yeah. And, like, it's almost, I, I don't know how long before the medications out of the system and all of that but like we know immediately it's a shame but by social media posts and his pictures and you're like oh my god he's going through this I again can, i can understand not wanting wanting to be a slave to a medication you know but right. i think also and i think that's what it is yeah it's, and it's, I, I i completely can you know understand that but if it if it's what's helping to regulate you listen when your symptoms on. are like that severe you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not like, um, you know, it's not. It's not like the symptoms are, are, you know, just milder in, you know, whatever. Like the symptoms are very manic, you know. So I, I, I understand what you're saying. There's actually yeah. a plot line in, in Ozark in season three with Tom Pelfrey. Yeah, you're yeah. Right. And uh, he's bipolar, and then he goes off his meds for sexual purposes. Sometimes when you're on bi- uh, bipolar medication, it can affect your sex life. And so he wants to get with Ruth, and um, you know, it's, it's obviously a fictional. Plotline, but uh, it's it's very accurate. Based to real in life. reality, from the yeah. pages of the news, I, I think <laughs> that also Kanye made a mistake. His doctor is Gary Busey, so that's oh, that's a bad that's idea. A He's problem. not an actual. Doctor. He's not. No. Oh, jeez. He runs a a court for dogs. That's I, his new reality show. I thought you were going to say Gary Lauer. Actually, <laughs> as the word Gary came out of your mouth. Yeah, I guess so. Doctor, <laughs> Doctor Gary Lauer. Doctor Lauer. Wow. I had three testicles. <laughs> yes, it's him. <laughs> that was his. Uh, is that thesis. a pawn shop? Does a pawn shop have the three balls over it? Is that, yeah, is that, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yep, yep. That's his, his three uh, testicles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had three testicles. Tom Holland is fanning fan speculation about his rumored romance with Nadia Parks. Uh, the Spider-Man star posted a shot of the Domina actress on Instagram. Huh? I don't know. And while he didn't tag her or caption it, many wondered if this was his way of confirming their relationship. He had been with Zendaya for a while, right? <clears throat> oh, really? Were they, were they an item? I thought they were an item for a while. I mean, I, I, I simultaneously hope so and hope not because... Well, I hope so because I love you know their chemistry on, yeah. on camera, but I hope not because... If it doesn't work out, then it might mess up their chemistry well, on camera. Well, it's over, and they're oh. still they're still fine. Uh, the pair have been liking each other's posts and sparking dating speculation since the Daily Mail first reported their relationship in May. I'm so glad there's going to be another Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. Uh, the Mail said that they had been dating for three months at that time. 
Uh, and according to an insider, it was early days for Tom and Nadia when the lockdown was announced in London. They made a decision to isolate together, and things have been going great between them. Tom has uh, told friends and family that they're in an official relationship and living together so soon into their romance has only made them stronger. That's according to a, quote, insider. Oh, an insider said that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The Ellen DeGeneres show has become the subject of an internal investigation by Warner Media following numerous accounts of workplace problems on the long-running daytime series. Doesn't this seem like the last show on Earth where you'd have any issues like this? It does, but these have been swirling for yeah, a while. Yeah. We've mentioned it before. Executives from uh, show producer Telepictures and distributor Warner Brothers Television sent a memo to staffers last week saying that they have engaged WBTV owner, Warner Media's employee relations group, and a third-party firm who will interview current and former staffers about their experiences on set. A rep for the Ellen General show did not immediately respond for comment. The memo comes on the heels of recent unflattering reports about working conditions at the show. There are reports that Ellen would routinely cane workers if they didn't show up on time. In April, brutal. Variety reported on the treatment of legacy crew members during the coronavirus lockdown. In mid-July, BuzzFeed published a report alleging racism and intimidation on the show. Uh, the memo came from the desk of Telepictures Executive Vice President Donna Reeder Linsk and the WBTV President of Human uh, Resources Donna Hancock Husband. Uh, the name of the third party consultant was not immediately clear. No, there's, a, I guess, a disgruntled employee went on Twitter and, and was inviting anyone who had ever had a bad experience with Ellen to right. post. Right, and I think that's the flashpoint where all this took off. Yep, exactly. So they're looking into it. Yeah, they're, they're going to take a, a peek into that world. Uh, following the successful launch of his French rosé brand, Post Malone oh, get out. is tackling another boozy endeavor, an organized beer pong league. And I have more on the wine coming up okay. in a minute here, I, Kathy. Don't, I like Post Malone. I, I really know. do. I like this whole idea of, of the beer pong league and all this stuff. And I've been surprised that I, I found his music uh, cool. Yeah. yeah. It's good. <laughs> well, that too. Yeah. Uh, but I, I remember, you know, because listen, it, sometimes the first time you, you he, the things you notice about an artist are you see him. And but, I saw him and I'm like, look at that dude. He's, he looks like a goofball. And I didn't really think about, I didn't give the music a chance until I listened to it. And I'm like, okay, this is actually good. Yes. No, he's he talented. Still, he just, yeah. with the, the face tattoo, he just looks. It's distracting. I want, to, ta- I want yeah. to take, I want to be the mom that licks the Kleenex right, and yeah. comes over and <laughs> goes, you got something on your face, sweetheart. It's, it is distracting. It is yeah. distracting. Yeah. You, you always feel the need to play connected dots. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, yeah, so the Beer Bongs and Mentally's artist and his legal team have initiated the first steps to create a World Pong League <laughs> by filing for a trademark on the name. Uh, official tournaments, competitions, events, and exhibitions are all in the pipeline, as is an exclusive collection of branded merchandise, including glassware, game cups, and tables, cup racks, balls, and even boxers. Post is an avid beer pong fan who isn't afraid to play for high stakes, having won $50,000 in a match Jeez. with rising rapper uh, Tyla Yahweh. Yeah. Who did he lose with? He just lost to Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he decided to go high stakes against... The MVP of the NFL. Somebody yeah. who's got, like, the best team. You know, whatever. Yeah, but it would have been, had he won, yeah. it would have been a huge, sure. huge right, deal. Yeah. So, uh, so anyhow, uh, the singer manage, manager, Dre London, reportedly had a hand in pushing the World Pong League afterward, but it'll be a while before any events transpire. Uh, the latest Beer Pong League news comes uh, after the first batch, here we go, Kathy, of post 
French Rosé Maison Number no. Nine sold out over a two day peer over a two day pre order period, crashing sales platform uh, <laughs> Vivino in the process. And in a review for Wine.com, critic Wilfred Wong awarded the province sourced blend of Grenacher Noir Sin Salt. Syrah and Merlot, a solid 90 out of 100. Wow. So it's quality stuff. Maison number nine is currently back in stock on Drizzly and Vivino, but prices vary between $22 and $23 a bottle. How are your your beer pong chops? I've never played at all. Never Never? played at all. It it didn't really hit until, you know, after I... Drinking games had come and gone. And actually, beer pong as we know it now was actually called Beirut back in the day. Beer pong used to actually be played with ping pong paddles. There was, I believe, uh, you know, a... uh, Oh, well, a cup used... of beer on on yeah. the corner of the table, each corner of the table. So many different varieties yeah. of beer pong. And yeah, then... we used to play that. But the yeah. standard, like you know, triangle of cups that you you break down. That yeah, was I never played that. I was pretty good at it. My buddy Brad, man. Oh, Brad! Brad was the best. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he was just the he was the best athlete I've ever like met. But I mean, besides professional Athlete. athletes, I wouldn't quite call the beer pong champ an athlete. Well, no, he was an athlete, <laughs> uh, but he was just better that. At, if he just tried something, he was better than everybody at it. You okay. know what I mean? Just I one played. Of those I guys. played once, and I played uh, incredibly well. I, I everyone was amazed at how good I was at it. And I said, "I will never play again," because <laughs> this is clearly one of those cases where out of the gate you do great, and then we'll be horrible. Yeah, for right. The and then it, the next game. Yes. You know they have a. Kid, I hung up my cup. They have a kids' version of this. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And at first, I was like, "No, you can't. Like, you can't do that. You can't teach." <laughs> Young children how to play this game, but of course they're not calling it. It's okay. Beer it's a pong. kid still though. Yeah, they yeah. do it's it with like a Hawaiian bu- punch. It's like bucket something. No, it's like bucket something. They, do don't, they? they don't drink anything. Oh, they no. don't drink anything no, afterwards. It's, it's buckets. They okay. put it on the ground, but it's it's the same concept. Concept. It's the triangle. <laughs> it's not a ping pong ball. It's a little bit bigger. I mean, it's a cute game for the kids. They love it. But I'm like, we're teaching them how to well, play beer pong. It's like candy cigarettes. Yeah, it's true. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Yeah. And like you, you do like beer bongs with Hawaiian punch instead of no, uh, they don't drink anything. They don't I drink said that. No, no, no. I know uh. Uh, this is something different. But uh. Thanks for following along. But you, what are you saying? No, I'm not saying anything. I'm moving uh, on. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I feel like I haven't been invited into this conversation. You have. No, 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 nuance and taking us in different places. You're saying they should be doing beer bongs of uh, of uh, no, 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 no. I'm not. No, I'm just. It's it's another one of those. That's what I thought. Uh, no, 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 no. We're talking about okay. taking uh, adult games and yeah. making them for oh, kids okay. along, right. you know. So they cre- create that game, too. Yeah. But... I- I've already moved on. I've, I've okay. Moved on. Thanks, What's that noise? Oh, okay. All right. Let's Us go to this. Uh, Dina Lowen is focused on whipping herself into place with her fiance, Jesse Nadler. Whipping herself into place. What the hell is she talking? This you normally you whip yourself into, into shape. shape. Or maybe okay. this is sort of a the S&M thing she's into. Um, this is the relationship she's had without ever meeting this guy, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. So this is a long-distance yeah, 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 relationship. Yeah. She never met the guy, and they're going to meet when they get married. Yeah. She said, she tells Page Six, I'm doing this whole mind, body, and soul plan. Uh, she said, and so is Jesse for himself to get in shape. At our age, it's important to be in shape. And she said that her dream. She wants to be cast on ABC's Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe. Yeah, she could. You never know. I mean, eventually they're going to run out of everybody. Martha Stewart knows that she's hot. 
The 78-year-old told E.T. that she shared the, a sultry poolside picture of herself on Instagram. You think you're high? Because she, quote, just thought I looked great coming out of it. Well, you don't. Uh, she said my camera came on backwards, you know, uh, selfie mode, and I looks, I look so nice. The sun was on my face, and after checking herself out in the reflection, she thought, okay, oh, that looks pretty good, so I took the picture. Oh, I saw this good. picture. Yeah, she does look pretty good. You know, the shots of her from early on. She was a model. She was a model. Yeah, she was yeah. like a glam model. Uh, you know what? Yeah, for 78, she looks fan-freaking-tastic, man. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, her playing beer pong in that shot. It's a nice yeah. picture of her. Uh, Chicago White Sox pitcher Michael uh, Kopech, is that how you say his name? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Riverdale's Vanessa Morgan are splitting up. Oh, no! Maybe done. And she's pregnant, right? Yes! Uh, she reportedly filed for divorce. He reportedly filed for divorce last month after a less than a year marriage. What a cad. And just a month before she shared the news that she is pregnant. So, yeah, I don't know why there's trouble in paradise, but apparently that is over, folks. It's got to be a tough one when they you just got knocked up and yeah. the, the relationship goes asunder. Mm-hmm. Just like Tom Brady did. Netflix has shared a teaser and launch date for the eight-episode Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. Uh, It's an animated series. All right. uh, From Steven Spielberg, Colin Trevorrow, and Frank Marshall. And I don't have any other news other than it will drop on September 18th. uh, I remember when I was a kid and they would take a... I was looking at video of, of it. It looks pretty good. It looks like it's, you know, higher, like a CGI kind of animation. Yeah. Yep. All right. I remember as a kid when they would take a movie that I loved and they made it into cartoon. I'd be like, ah. you know, we, we already had the movie version. This is going to pale by comparison. But who knows? Maybe this is, obviously remember, it's for kids. Remember they did that for Spaceballs. Yes, it we wasn't as good. Spaceballs and. Uh, they did Star Trek. Ghostbusters. The Beatles. Remember the Ghostbusters? I remember, oh, the I Ghostbusters. remember Spaceballs. But I remember Ghostbusters. Yeah. I did yeah. like the Beatles cartoon. Though. Did you? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was fun. Yeah, they basically kind of turned Slimer into a pet, right? Yeah. And, okay. Yeah, it was kind of dumb. All right, one last thing. Star Wars actress Daisy Ridley has teamed up with UK scribe Eleanor Cook, a writer on season three of Killing Eve. Uh, the pair will work on Audible Originals Islanders about a reality TV contestant. The story follows uh, the story of a young woman played by Ridley who feels invisible until she's thrust into a manufactured paradise on reality TV. Okay, so it's an ongoing series for Audible. I guess so. Right. Uh, but, I mean, is this going to be... Is this strictly Audible? It sounds like it, right? Yeah. That's. I mean, like, I listen to Audible. I'm listening to a book right now yeah. uh, through Audible. But I don't understand. This is a writer. And they will work on Audible Originals Islanders. So I don't know if this is going to be a... a, a a series of like a dramatic podcast. Yeah, almost. maybe That's a dramatic what it sounds podcast. Like. Yeah. yeah. So the actress said that I really enjoy performing Eleanor Cook's Islanders, coming uh, from a group working environment. It's rare to have uh, have to perform a piece uninterrupted, but I found the creative process to be challenging, rewarding, in equal measure. Uh, Eleanor's writing is beautiful. She manages to convey incredible depth, even through the facade of the constructed reality TV show. If you're really uh. lucky, I was able to explore this piece with Eleanor and the audible team. Blah, 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 blah. Ah, Shut up. Yeah, so. Blah, blah, blah. All right. Anyway, she's involved with that. All right, we're ready for clips. The sci-fi series Winona Earp follows a girl of the same name with unique abilities that help her in battles against demons and other creatures. It's actually pretty cool. 
in this clip, star Kat Burrell gives her thoughts on season four being made despite the pandemic. We're just so ready to get these episodes out there and for people to see them and enjoy them. And I was so relieved when I found out that they were going to be at least airing the first half. It's just a big reminder about how much the people who work on the show care about it too. Shut up, dummy. Uh, so the next episode of Winona Earp premieres Sunday at 10 o'clock. That's on Sci-Fi. Here's the next clip. Two childhood friends turned cops with extremely different backgrounds work together to take down London's organized crime in the TV series Bulletproof. In this clip, star uh, Noel Clark, or is it Noel Clark? We'll uh, find out. Talks about why he created the th- this unorthodox show. So there he goes, Noel Clark. Here we go. When we came together, we wanted to do something unashamedly entertaining. We didn't want to make an earnest cop show that arguably has been done many times before. We wanted to make something that felt more international in its feel but could be done from here. It's not often you see two black lead characters, let alone two black police officers. We thought that it would be something that would resonate. Another episode of Bulletproof is on the CW. That's tonight at 9. And that's all I got for you, your entertainment report for today, my friend. All right, we're going to take a break and come back in a moment. Don't forget it's Wednesday, so uh, we'll do a little TV time with our friends at Fox Good Day. That'll be coming up around 7.55 or so. And we'll have one more chance to win. I don't have it to give away yet, but a uh, night at the drive-in, and that is tonight, by the way. It's very cool. Yeah, we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. MMR and Live Nation are happy to announce the live performance drought is finally over. It's the Live In at the Drive-In Concert Series, a month of shows in the Phillies parking lot. You'll experience from your car. 93.3 WMMR and Brent Smith and Zach Myers from Shinedown invite you to rock live in your ride Thursday, September 3rd. Get up, get up, get a move on. See the full schedule at WMMR.com. The Live In at the Drive-In Concert Series. A socially awesome solution to a performance-less pandemic. Featuring Shinedown's Smith & Myers and many more. Tickets on sale now at LiveNation.com from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Real quick, I'm going to try to get through some uh, shout-outs this morning. Uh, this one says, uh, hey Preston, my name is CJ. I've been a long-time listener and podcaster on Wednesday, July 29th. I'm flying to Chicago to help my girlfriend of almost two years move to Delaware to begin our journey together oh. in this thing called life. We start driving back Friday, July 31st, and I was wondering if I could get a nice, juicy shard out for her and I as a token of good luck. And I look forward to turning her onto your show on our 12-plus hour drive home. <laughs> uh, rage on, and thank you guys for always making my day just so much brighter. So it's from C.J. Hawkins. It's a shard out. Good luck to you in the new chapter, and uh, play this for her, and we welcome you with open arms to the Delaware Valley and the Preston and Steve show. Hope the AC keeps working for oh that 12-hour trip. Yeah. You have experience in the other I realm. hope it doesn't work. I hope you go through the same crap <laughs> that I dealt with, just so I have some kinship. It's a great weight loss program. It definitely is. Hey, listen, as you are sitting here today trying to get through your work day, you're fantasizing about that lottery ticket you bought today and hitting your multi-million dollar jackpot. Right, the life you could have. Changing your life and how that's actually not going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to give you some good news because I have a list from Listverse here, and it is the top ten surprising disadvantages of being rich. So being wealthy and free of any financial worries actually sucks. Well, it comes with some disadvantages. <laughs> okay. 
It comes with some things that are on the downs. I'm just trying to give a, uh, you know. The both sides of the story here yeah, so that you a, don't always think the grass is greener on the other well-manicured lawn. And for you, the hardworking person listening right now that knows, unless you do win that lottery, that you are not going to be filthy rich, tons of money. Yes. At any point in time in your life, you might want to know that there are some downsides to having all that cash. Well, there are case examples of this throughout all lottery history. If you stop and talk about just the lottery press, and people have won tons of money mm-hmm. who've gone on to have horrible things happen and have their lives collapse because of it. And that's to people who that, that don't know what to do with don't all Don't know money. what to do with it. This is even for, for people who have, who have earned their money. Right. But they've earned a lot of money. Right. There's some downsides. So okay. I'm just here to, to, to pass this along. Puts it in context a bit. There's 10 of them. Uh, so we'll start with this. Alcoholism. Yeah. Oh, Alcoholism wow. seems to be much more prevalent in the richer sections of the society. Wow. Okay. The one difference is they're drinking better alcohol. And they're mm-hmm. having a lot of fun doing it. <laughs> yeah. The study was carried out in over 40 nations in Europe. They found that countries like Britain, Ireland, and Portugal drink the most, though there were differences in the rate of alcoholism within each country, too. Almost across Europe, the rich seem to be drinking much more than the poor. So, like, dramatically much more? Um, I, You know, that's a good question. I don't have I the I know stats. the poor are drinking hand sanitizer. Uh, that's other, what I drink. Other studies suggest that it may simply have to do with access. Rich people drink a lot because yeah. they have more alcohol to drink. Yeah. So that might be part of it. I do you, don't know. And it also probably has to do a little bit with uh, th- those things you're talking about. They're... they're, they're you know, there are issues involved with the wealth. and Well, we, we'll get into yeah, some yeah. of those. Okay. Like, like anxiety and depression. Okay, so you, you tend to think, okay, if you have a lot of money, that you're free of anxiety and depression. This is yes. not so, though. There's no doubt that being rich alleviates mental stress and raises your overall level of satisfaction, though it comes with quite a few other mental issues as well. Being rich has been linked to higher levels of various mental disorders, like anxiety. In many studies in the past, along with a few other problems you wouldn't expect. One study, for example, found that young people living in affluent suburbs are much more likely to display indicators of maladjustment, like higher levels of anxiety and depression, narcissism, and substance abuse like than, ca- yeah. than inner-city kids. I believe that. I believe that. Caviar overdoses are quite were, common, right, Kathy? You started to say caviar. I thought you were going to say, like, Kathy. Like Kathy. <laughs> like like Kathy. She's wealthy and she's constantly on opioids. No, no, no. Uh, but get, you, 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 that's that's something that is true statistically. Yeah. Are they saying that that, uh, that anxiety and depression are, are uh, higher in amongst these people or just that it, that they uh, the rate is, is the same as with anyone? Uh, let's see. This is a study that found young people living in, in affluent suburbs were more likely to display indicators of maladjustment than inner city kids. Gotcha. Oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, Steve, you and I talked to, a while back about uh, Judge Judy. She went on the Norm show and she talked about her and yes. Norm's wealth. And, and Norm asked her uh, questions about her money, but not in, a, in an intrusive way. Right. And she talked about how the amount of money that she has has eliminated some stressors in her life, which is which is true. But it brings on others, you know, and, and so you just have to deal with those consequences. You talked about, we were talking about, Preston, about the levels of um, wealth and the fear of so we say okay you're at this Jeff Bezos level wealth and you lose 10 billion in one day or whatever and and that at a certain point it's not how much you have it's the status of what you have that now becomes the new anxiety driver part of it yeah yeah absolutely because you you know 
you're in Forbes magazine and yes. on their list and yeah. so on. And it like becomes, Kylie Jenner, for example. It, it becomes a, uh, a badge of yes. sorts. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, you have this conversation and you immediately go to people like Jeff Bezos, which, you know, those are fewer and further in between. But, like, how much money do you have to have? Well, like, how – what do you have to have in order to be considered, quote, unquote, rich? F.U. money? Well, you said rich, right? So yeah. um, F.U. money is, I think – Super rich. Is super rich. I think, anyway. Yeah. I mean, you know. I think once you're over the $50 million mark, you're super rich. Uh-huh. You know, below that, um, you have fun money. And below – Private jet. $10 million, you're, you're not rich. Private by, jet stuff like that, but so by their wait, standards, I should yeah. say. below yeah. ten million dollars, you're not rich. By a rich person's standards, I don't. Yeah, but yeah, that's a different. You're you're probably correct about that, but that's like a whole different category. Like, right. think about the average person yeah. and what, what. Oh, sure, yeah, we yeah. would consider rich. You know that's what I mean? Yeah. Ten who's, million dollars, you're rich. Who's the now? You know someone who's very wealthy, right? I you, do. Yeah. And what? What? Do you, can, you, can you estimate the wealth of that family? You can look. He's on Forbes. I, I could probably look him up. He invented um, the uh, the uh, big mouth Billy Bass, right? Right. Yeah. That's exactly what they did. It's amazing the amount of money they made on it. Actually, <laughs> yeah. I bet the guy who created big yeah. mouth Billy Bass is the Billy Bob Teeth. Though. Billy Bob Teeth. The guy. That guy's a multi. Yeah. Look up just for fun. I'll look him up. Yeah. Look, look up the the net worth. All right. So making more money only makes you moderately happier. You think that everybody's just thrilled with everything and all all aspects of their life are wonderful. It's um, not true, is it? But it's not the case. Exactly. Uh, making more money doesn't increase your overall happiness beyond a point unless you hit it really big. Uh, research proves it. While it's true that making more money comes with a higher level of happiness, it only applies till you hit a certain number. Beyond that... More money barely has an an effect on your happiness level. They have some examples here. That means that someone with a net worth of ten million dollars. Ten million, ten million, ten million dollars. Ten million, ten million, ten million dollars. Yes. Ten million, ten million, ten million dollars. Is likely to be as almost as happy as someone with a hundred million dollars, even if earning that ninety million is still still takes a huge amount of effort. I believe that. Yeah. I believe that you know what? Uh, yes. I could be just as happy with $10 million <laughs> yeah. as someone with 100 And I'd like to try that out if uh, it's okay. I'd like to take that out first. Yeah. Let us form our own opinions <laughs> yes. on this. I mean, honestly, we really can't have a conclusive study here yeah. unless we have yeah. $10 million. The closest we'll get collectively is literally by having conversations like this yes. and by watching shows like Succession or Billions or whatever. And like Lifetime, uh, what is Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous? Yeah, yeah. supposed to be the first. You get glimpses into that world. Right. And I've been watching Succession, and it's it's uber-rich people. And it, it's fictional portrayal of people that actually exist in this world and, and just staggering levels of wealth. But it's... Their reality. Yeah, it I is. don't want. Like, I have zero desire to be that wealthy. I that have some desire. Zero no. desire. <laughs> zero desire to have. You wow. play the lottery all the time. Why do you do that then? Well, because. But have you ever listened to me talk about like if I, I ever if he's going to share with everyone? I'm going he knows. to share with everybody. <laughs> so if would, I so won five hundred million dollars, Steve, I would probably pocket. If I walked away with five hundred million dollars, like because they had that billion yep. dollar lottery, sure, I would probably pocket. Maybe fifty, and the rest of it would be given away. You, so you would, I don't you would slum it along with just fifty million dollars. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I would. And I would. then you'd talk to your wife, and she'd. But honestly, play. case. Yeah. So that's that goes to that point at yeah. fifty million dollars. And we, as we say, what's the difference other than status between fifty million dollars mm-hmm. and a hundred million dollars and one hundred and fifty million dollars? Uh, you know, what are you not getting? 
What a bigger yacht. A bigger yacht. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, I don't want a yacht. I don't like boats anyway. You know what I mean? Like, I'm me, afraid of the water. I'm afraid. Well, I'm not afraid of the water, but like sharks and stuff. Yeah. But you, monsters could pay to have, water. you could pay to have the sharks taken out. I probably could. And Steve, it is. It's status in their community. Yes. Too. That's, that's part of it. And I right. always feel weird when I'm in their community. Kathy found the the number. Yeah, right so yeah. it's forty five million, but it's millions and millions of dollars also in uh, so assets. In, yeah, in in like assets and and um, stocks. So what the number like you saw is just liquid is, is cash is net worth. Net worth. Well, okay. net worth would in, would be yeah everything. that includes that, that, that includes, includes yeah. the assets. Okay, so the article assets, listed the the additional um, okay. stocks that well actually they run a netting company. Well, then what does that have? <laughs> What's that total? That uh, it, it was like it, it named the different stocks that he has, and um, it was you know just millions and millions of dollars. Okay. <laughs> so uh, here's the other uh, one of the things that's a downside to being super rich or just rich. So listen um, and feel happy about this. Yes, it's boring. It is so boring, yes. right? Yes, according to this article. While it's true having a lot of money allows you more hours of the day for yourself than someone who has to work for a living, it also gets pretty boring. According to one millionaire, that's actually one of the biggest disadvantages of making a lot of money. It's so boring. (laughs) After you've launched enough butlers off the catapult, what are you going to do? It's like Jeremy Irons and Watchmen pressed. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, it, working for food and shelter doesn't just provide food and shelter, but also motivation to do even better in life, which is mostly to get even better food and bigger shelter. Uh, but a lack of that motivation uh, and drive can and often does uh, lead to other bigger issues like depression. I'm so depressed. You, it's so boring. You need to have a drive, it says here. So I want a bigger, better tricycle. Mm. <laughs> uh, also, it makes you more averse to taking risk. Uh, Th- that's interesting because I think with the resource, you'd probably be more inclined to take risk. Yeah, it's a commonly held notion. The richer you are, the more risk you take than others simply because you have more money to risk. While that line of reasoning sounds accurate, science says it's not, or at least not when a lot of money is involved. Studies show that while rich people do like to take more risks, uh, that only applies when the sum is relatively small. When it comes to larger amounts relative to uh, their overall wealth, they're actually the safest spenders that we know of. They're more conservative than you would imagine. And you would think, yes. They're cheap. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Do you maybe. know, I've known some wealthy people who would fit into that cheap category. Oh, yeah. Like, and, and so you wonder, how is that wealth accrued? They never spend anything. And they get stuff for free once they get rich. Yes, which is the ultimate irony. Oh, yeah. I, I know somebody, so not like super-duper uber rich, you know, yeah. just is is extremely comfortable, but is so... Um, Cheap. Oh, my... Like, it's ridiculous. I mean, Over, don't, don't you want to... Don't you... I don't know. Pay it forward a little bit? Like like $8. You know what I mean? Like... Oh. like what? Uh, How about this? Here's, here's another thing that, that Shell and I discuss from time to time. Do you guys know... Do you, do you know any people who live a certain lifestyle and it's kind of head scratching as going, I don't know how they make that money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't, oh, I, yeah. I, I, got, I, don't I have another friend. I don't know how they own these things. Yeah. I don't know how they go do the things yeah, that they I'm do. I'm in debt up to my eyes. Because it doesn't quite add up to me. Case no, just we, brought, it, brought up one of the things. Oh, sorry, is just, no, no, the... the, the when you, and you just think, they've got to be in debt up to their eyes. I've seen people I that I know... And I know who are like, there's no way, no way that they're, they, they must be leveraged and just. I'm wondering, because we, uh, you know, we're very, 
cognizant of yeah saving our money for retirement, taking care of the kids, all that stuff, and we're you and know, your Zeppelin company, yeah, that too, yeah. But our financial planning is is on point, and and we're you know right. we feel really good about that. But I see other people, I'm like, mm, I don't wonder if they're doing that or not. What so, about you, Kathy? So this couple that we know, I mean, it's been. 20 plus years, maybe. I mean, we just, we don't understand. We couldn't understand. We we had no idea. And I mean, beautiful, giant, enormous house, nice cars. I mean, their kids are taken right. care of. They have, they bought a shore house. Then they bought a second shore house that like, I mean, then they renovated the other shore house. Like it just, and we were like, we don't, we don't get it. Did like, you ever wonder, should we just flat out ask? Well, because a lot of times you, you it's sometimes all you have to do is wait for the FBI to show up yeah, no, and they'll that, answer the questions for you. No. And, and, you know, and they weren't those type of people where we all thought right. that there was something that was, you know, not right going on. And, uh, probably about two, three years ago, we found out that it was family money and, and nobody knew uh, that, that they had okay. family money. They, we had no idea. Right. Um, so, but we did eventually find out that that's what it was. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, a few other things, disadvantages to being rich. It, Just, it stinks to if, be rich. If you fantasize about being rich, you know, forget <laughs> it. They, they got, they're living a lousy life. It's better to go dumpster diving. How about this? Stress. Stress! Quite a few studies indicate that older and richer workers actually report much higher levels of work-related stress than their younger counterparts. While that may mean that more money comes with more stress, it may also mean that younger, less experienced professionals are just more tolerant towards everyday work issues. Let's just look at the movie Titanic. Jack, right? Jack had no stress. No. He didn't You're care. Right. He was drawing those French whores. He was living life. Living life. Yep, he exactly. He sat down with those fine people. He was enjoying all the same things they were. And look what happened. He, he died. Yeah. Meanwhile, she's being held down by her, her abusive Billy fiance. Zane. Yeah. 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 Scumbag. Yeah. But he also, you know, he was young. He didn't have any kids. He was also know? doing illegal stuff, it appeared to be, from what we were hearing. Yeah. It was some sort of, uh, there was something remember. was nefarious. Okay. How about this? Something called wealth guilt. One of the social impacts of the wave of unrest is a growing sense of something called wealth guilt amongst the wealthy, which is exactly how it sounds. The rich, even the ones doing it the right way and minding their own business, are increasingly taking measures to not come across as too rich, which is in direct contrast to the got it, flaunt it attitude of the early 2000s. So some people who are making a good living, feel kind of embarrassed about it. These are the kind of people who will key their own Learjets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just so it seems like they're right. a victim of something. Exactly. Sort. And, and it's yeah. not all it's cracked up to this be. This isn't the newest helicopter. Uh, <laughs> this is like a five-year. This is used, by the way. Did you ever see the jerk? And I think it might have yes. been Steve the Outtakes where the guy comes in. And they're asking for money. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, and uh, his uh, the seats on his jet, the leather seats had cracks in them. <laughs> yeah. He's going in and asking He's, him for handouts. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. And he then he gets, he gets the, the footage of the cat juggler down yeah. in Mexico. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's when he's sitting there writing checks for people? Just, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, apparently, being rich makes you less generous. It's been proven by quite a few studies in the past. More money actually makes you more protective about what you have and, in turn, makes you less generous. And less uh, empathetic. Some research suggests that the more power and money you get, the less empathetic you are to the plight of others. While it may sound depressing, there are some valid evolutionary reasons for it. During our hunter-gatherer days, 
Leaders were supposed to be good at leading, and any distraction or empathy towards, say, an injured member of the pack would have jeopardized the safety of everyone else. So go to hell. The reduced (laughs) empathy helped leaders get better at their job and successfully pass on their genes. That's why the people with the most amount of power seldom use it to fix things. They're just not evolutionarily wired to do it. I wonder if the empathy (laughs) empathy and the generosity uh, change with age because I I know somebody who has a lot of money and married somebody who also has a lot of money and they are some of the most generous people I've met. Uh, but they're older, so they're not hanging. They know that they can't take it with them. Right? Likewise, I've known a lot of people who are who, uh, well, not a lot of people, but I've known people who are in uh, of of good means, and and they they spread the, the, the yeah. well. They they try to be as as beneficent as possible, and um, you know that that's good. But sometimes I can see what Preston's saying. A lot of times, you they might lose touch. With everybody and not see the need for the assistance. These are, is a list of the downsides of being rich. Here's a text that says, my grandmom is worth millions and helped zero of her five grandkids oh with any God. kind of college <gasps> or any major milestones in your no. life and gives us a $20 bill for our birthday and that's it. She scares everybody away by being mean and nasty and all she has is her money. Making you rich does not have anything to do. I want with you to money. stand on your own two feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, you know what? I bet you that happens more often than not that they, you know, they're so worried about their money and people taking their money and, you know, people who, who don't deserve it or something that you end up like that. So now she's probably an old, bitter woman yeah. with all her money and no family. Or all yep. they want is the money, right? So you, you have, I'm sure that's part of it as well. It's like, all right, this person's only paying attention. This, you know, I'm only getting this attention because right. they want the money. And so, when you're talking about the, the people being less generous, it's like, well, how many people walked up there with their with their hands out before they just realized, you know what, I'm I can't do this all the time. Yeah, I don't know. That's when you take the time to go over and say, yes, it's always been about the money. <laughs> you <laughs> now you're old and frail, and if you don't give us money, we're going to lock you in a room. You know what, though? I mean, obviously, it's not the, that's not the case for every situation. No. Because no. the people I know are, I mean, I don't want to go into details about their personal life, but they are extremely generous. And that's wonderful. Money. That's wonderful. Well, look, look at Mr. and Mrs. Howe. Uh, were they generous? No. Okay. No. <laughs> All right. Here is the last thing on this list from Listverse of surprising disadvantages of being rich. Should you be fantasizing about rolling in money all the time? Realize it's not all it's cracked up it's to be. It's got some, some negatives to it. And the last one is narcissism. Yeah. At least five studies suggest that being rich is overwhelmingly associated with narcissistic tendencies like regularly looking at yourself in the mirror and and entitlement. Well, then I don't do that. My narcissism level is way low because I avoid mirrors like a vampire. Uh, (laughs) The reasons for that, however, aren't as simple as just rich people are jerks. Uh, Having more money than others comes with the social and psychological cost of reduced trust in the world around you. They Mm -hmm. seem like everybody's out for your money. Mm -hmm. Uh, It says, as you never know who just likes you for your money. It leads you to not only look inwards for solutions, which is obviously not a very healthy way to live in a society, leading to mental issues 
like narcissism. Some of these issues are just are addressed in the movie, and we're fans of this movie, The Lonely Guy, Preston, when yes. Charles Grodin is observing like uh, like hobos, and, and, you know, he says, they always have fabulous hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, like, take a look at uh, The Prince of Zamunda, right? He wanted to ha- find somebody that loved him for him, mm-hmm. not for his money. And, That's and why he created a false persona. Right. Mm-hmm. And then she got mm-hmm. all pissed off about it. It's like, well, dude. She I, didn't understand at first. Yeah. She came around. She did finally come Once around. Once she found out how much money yeah. he had. Yeah. No. Yeah. But she eventually came around. So somebody texted earlier about um, who was the richest person we had in, in our studio ever. And and the person that occurred to me is the late Bruce Dyfick, yeah. the, the guy that was the owner oh, of Revel yeah. Casino and Ocean Casino. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, he passed away. Uh, Do you think he was at the top of the was, list? He was, he was a billionaire. billionaire. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I, I don't know if he's the top of the list, but he was the first person that came to mind. Anybody he was a else? nice guy, too. He was super he was nice. super nice. And really generous and, um, you know, anyway. but Seemed to care about the employees. I agree, yeah. Do you think, uh, does anybody else come to mind for you guys? Uh, Do you remember, who's really way? wealthy who would adopt us? Right. Yeah. How, remember how? his real name was Bruce Wayne, but he came from a... a um, really? Yeah, he came from a, an abusive uh, father. His father was very abusive to he, him, and he and he, right. he changed his oh, name because yeah. he did not want yes. to be associated with that. Even though he had a really cool name, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah. but his father was was terrible to him. Well, we had uh, Jeffrey Lurie's wife in here, and. From what I understand, she was the real money behind buying the Eagles. Oh, no kidding. And her yeah. name used to be Bruce Wayne. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How many other people we had in here used that to be super Bruce wealthy? Wayne. Yeah. How rich is Pat Croce? Uh, not a billionaire. billionaire. No, not no, like no, no. He's he's well off, certainly. Yeah. What about, um, I forget his name. I think his name was, his first name was Dave or David, but we used we used to, oh, God, why did we work with McGrogan? him? McGrogan? No. <laughs> uh, no. No. <laughs> Um, no, we used to, we, we did a, a Vag project from one of his buildings. Oh, he owns oh, a bunch of like. Not David Seidman. What the hell is his no, name? No, David no, Seidman is a photographer. Yeah, yeah. So it's, but yes, we, he, he was, yes. he's a, 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 a realtor building. Strip yes. malls. And- yes. Well, he owned the one building. I mean, the center city building that was right next to city hall. Yeah. Who's, who's the wealthiest person in, who's the wealthiest person in Philadelphia? Who's, who's. Oh, it's uh, gotta be Roberts. He's, Roberts. Yeah. 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 Comcast. He, right. Comcast money is uh, is fu money because there ain't no money like Comcast money. Yeah, Cable Town, <laughs> Cable t- Marissa. <laughs> well, that being said, we had Tucker Roberts. Okay, ah. uh-huh. he's you know the heir. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about the Middleton family? They uh, part owners oh, yeah. of the Phillies. They're pretty wealthy. Yeah. Have they ever been in here? I don't know. John Middleton, I think, came to one of our spring training broadcasts. Um, no, he didn't. They he, said yeah, they, he was going to come on. He said yes up until the last minute, and then the Phillies pulled him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Why? why? We've had we've had billionaires here before, but uh, we just can't get a real friendship going. The kind of friendship where you can ask for money. Right. It's the That's kind of friendship where you can for. say, hey. We actually one that we've done on, on the air countless times, and I guess we, now we're going to have to wait till well after, you know, COVID sensitivities die down. Yeah. But the notion of just who has the biggest house that listens to us. And yeah. can we come over? Can we come over and see it? That's... I mean, you remember, like, George Clooney, for his buddies, his close friends, they yeah. came to dinner, yeah. and they had a bag of money sitting at their dinner table, and yeah. all the, t- you know, taxes were taken care of. Here's a million dollars cash for you, IRS knows about it, you're good to go. Yeah. And he also had stipulations in set in stone to where they couldn't mm-hmm. not accept the money. Right. right. Or yeah. one of their children yep. would die. Yeah. Something <laughs> no. like that. Yeah, yeah. He was going to cut up their wife's thumb or something along those something lines. Something like out of a Stephen yeah. King story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, because some, some of the friends didn't need it as much as the other friends. And so it was like, if you don't accept this money, I'm then I'm going to cut off this guy's I'm going to cut it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, listen, so if you are listening and you're super incredibly wealthy, please let us know, because after all this dies down, we want to walk through your house. Right. Yep. And if you're not... It's okay, because that person who's super rich and everything has has, uh, has issues, too. Well, we can pep right. you up some. Yeah. yeah. We'll dance for you. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, we'll do double dutch for you. Yeah. Why not? Which we do have the ropes here. We, we have, have to, to do that. Yeah. All right. Uh, just thought I'd share, and we're going to take a break, because when we return, we got a couple things. Bizarre file, and we're also going to go live on Fox Good Day this morning. We will be back in a sec. Stay with us. <laughs> Monday nights just got a lot louder. Join MMR's Jackie Bam Bam for massive amounts of Metallica every Monday night starting at 9. From the monster hits to deeper album cuts spanning a Hall of Fame career, we're covering all the bases from one of rock's biggest bands. Check out WMMR.com for more from Metallica. Rock news, videos, and interviews with MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. The new and improved Metallica Mondays. 9 p.m. with Jackie Bam Bam. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Preston and Steve show. Hey, we're going live on Fox. Good day right now. Wow. Well, Aerosmith. Uh, you would consider that a slow song, right? Very popular song. Yeah, sure. In fact, we Googled slow songs, right? Yes. And out of 100, that was number four on the list. What? Something What's number one? I don't know. Maybe uh, Kit Kat Clank can look that up. But here's the thing. They did a survey, and they say that you eat less and slower if you're listening to slow music. So I need this because I've been putting on weight, okay? Um, slow paced music. So, Bob, can you push that up? I can't reach. I can't reach that with these stupid chairs here. <laughs> Let us know when Preston and Steve are ready. We're ready. We're ready. Uh, We're ready. We have, uh, oh, we have, okay. Preston and Steve, hello. Hey. hey. Hi, Mike. Hey. Hi, Alex. Did, hi. hi. Well, this is a shot we've never seen before from behind. <laughs> so From behind Steve, looks like. Oh, they were using okay. that. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Hey. Yeah. I'm surprised you're not saying what you normally say, Mike. I'm not going to say <laughs> okay. it. Okay. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi. Hey. Didn't hey. we already go over this? We did. Yeah, did we, okay. yeah we did. Okay. We did. Hi. Aerosmith. Hi. So tell the, uh, your audience what we're talking about. Slow music and food. Oh, we were listening the whole time, by the way. Oh, so, okay. yeah, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, 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 we did that. Uh, by they the way, the, the song is from Armageddon. You're saying you eat slower when you listen to movies associated with comets destroying the Earth. <laughs> you're listening. Yeah. yeah. One right. last meal. Right, right, yeah, right. I've always heard that restaurants pump in energetic. The more raucous the music, the faster and the more you eat and especially the more you drink alcohol. Mm. Interesting. I, I could see where the, the music might slow things down. Every night when I eat, I listen to the saber dance. So that's a little more a tempo. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But I, I don't of the bumblebee. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it, do you listen to do you all listen to music when you eat? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. If we're, if we're sitting down with the family, I'll put some music on or something along those oh, lines. How nice. But I never really think about the tempo and my, you know, eating habits. Yeah. Uh, together. But you know what, Mike? You know what? I, as aside from doing that, because I'm I'm going through. You know, I want to shed a couple of pounds, not a lot. And I've I've had some successful weight loss runs. But I've found, Mike, if you if you're eating uh, a meal, let's say you have a plate of food, stop about halfway through and just kind of let it sit there for about five minutes or so, 
and then come yeah. back to it because it, the, the really? reason you don't want to eat fast is is because you're you're overwhelmed by how great things taste and you That's don't right. realize that you're already satisfied enough and you don't need to eat anymore. It's just your stomach and your body hasn't said, "Hey, dude, you don't need to eat anymore yet." So if you take a little pause, take a little break, and then you come back and you finish, I find that I'm more satisfied. Interesting. It's like a halftime, a meal halftime. Yeah, exactly. But you're saying you're carrying the joy of eating even during the pause. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a little bit. So, so maybe the slow music helps in that regard too. Slows it down a little bit and allows your body to take it in and go. You know what? We've had enough. I watch oh, autopsy oh. footage. I find that oh. helps. Oh, oh god. Mm. Yeah. I can see that. Doctor Bowden merit. has a whole series on weight loss that yeah. you can watch, and, yeah, yeah. and it's it's amazing. Okay. You just watch That's that. A good, uh, the pounds peel right from the past, Doctor Bowden. Yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, real quickly here. They say that at the end of the pandemic, at the end of quarantine, you'll be a hunk, uh, a chunk, or a drunk. Uh, Preston, what, what are you so far? Wow. A hunk, a chunk, or a drunk? Well, I've been a drunk for years, Mike. <laughs> okay. So I think I'm going to stay with that, probably. Stay with drunk, and then Steve? Uh, just my usual mutant self. Uh, I, I don't, I, I don't, I've never, I don't drink. A chunk. I'm not a, 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 yeah, maybe a chunk. Yeah. Well, well, you, you wouldn't call yourself a hunk, right? No, okay. I wouldn't call myself a chunk. I don't. Okay. I, I don't know if I'm in that troika. Yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, a lunk, a lunk. Yeah, ah, I like that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you, guys. And Thank you. All right, guys. Bye-bye. Take care. Hey, we'll, it's July. 29th. We will see you later. Hey. 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 All right. We have to get a look at NJM Insurance Group traffic. So let's do that, Kathy. What's going on? So we've got this problem on the Schuylkill Expressway. Uh, we had a, tr- a tire that um, went over and, and hit another car. There wow. was a collision. Yeah, it, it, there was a lot going on. So stop traffic eastbound between the Blue Route and Gladwin. Uh, however, they were able to get the accident out of there. So hopefully that will start to thin out a bit for you. And then on the westbound side. Uh, Your jam from City Avenue to Belmont. The Vine... Westbound slowing from 8th to the Schuylkill Expressway. 95 southbound slows cotton in through to Bridge Street. The roadway reduced to three lanes. Also from the Betsy Ross Bridge through to Girard. You're slow there. 55 northbound. Jams Deptford to 42. And then the Ben Franklin Bridge westbound slowing from the Toll Plaza to 8th and Vine. The right lane closed with construction. This traffic report brought to you by the Home Depot Rental. They have brands like Makita, Hilti, JLG, Graco, Toro, and more for products, pricing, and availability. Visit homedepot.com slash rental. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right, let's go to the bazaar. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Brought to you by HERS. Pick up a specially marked bag of HERS today. And it's your chance to win $10,000 to take your summer to the next level. Full rules and details at summer.hers.com. HERS forever good. Scenes from a chaotic night at the Golf and Games Family Park Putt-Putt are being shared all over social media. In a video posted on Facebook, you can see dozens of teenagers throwing objects at employees, spitting on people, and destroying property. This is the the putt-putt place. You can't do that at the putt-putt place. Memphis police were also called to the scene. Investigators say that the business reported parents were dropping off kids in the parking lot until there were more than 300 people at the business. After someone threw a firework in the crowd and caused a stampede, the business decided to close without issuing any refunds. This is not how you acted to putt-putt! A 13-year-old was issued a juvenile summons for disorderly conduct. Putt-putt's the most benign name in the world. Yeah, the Golf and Games Family Park said that it is thankful nobody was hurt and is working with authorities to identify anyone involved. 
And it also says, from now on, all minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. Anyone left unattended will be asked to leave. The putt-putt was one of the few places you could go if you were a kid. Yes, and be left alone. And now they've effed it up. They did it. Two men survived a horror crash, which saw their small plane hurtle more than 1,000 feet onto a busy road and narrowly avoid cars and a pedestrian during a test flight. I saw the video of this. It's you just see this plane drop out of the sky wow. and crash. Yeah. Well, what kind of road was it? I, it was a, a busy like a highway. Road. Yeah, so, no, it was like a, the smaller road okay. than a highway. Uh, pilot uh, Fabio Riez and his passenger Alessandro Canhogo Hago uh, were able to crawl out of the wreckage after their plane Whoa. came down in Brazil following the suspected engine failure. Yeah, it's crazy. That sucked. Uh, terrifying footage. <laughs> Shows the plane crashing to the ground at an angle and hitting a wall, breaking into se- several pieces on impact, but leaving the cab practically intact. I was trying to avoid the putt-putt place. A woman walking just a short distance ahead at first, unaware of the incoming aircraft, but turns around startled as she hears the plane heading towards her just before it hits the ground. So the aircraft, here's why it looks, the video looks the way it, it did. The aircraft tried to make an emergency landing after losing altitude, but it hit overhead electrical cables. Oh, boy. So instead of coasting in, Steve, it I mean, it just, it dropped. Wow. It just, like, drops. I got to see this footage. Yeah. Uh, so or the, porn. Uh, to the amazement. Of, <laughs> you both? Both. Yeah, yeah. I'm giving you a selection. To the amazement of rescuers, uh, Mr. Riez and Mr. Conhago uh, crawled out of the wreck on their own before help arrived. Onlookers said the occupants were fortunate to escape alive, particularly <laughs> as the plane didn't catch fire from escaping fuel. It hit high power lines. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, the one guy, one of them had uh, abrasions, internal bleeding, and fractured ribs. Uh, the passenger, who was a trained pilot, was found sitting on the sidewalk complaining of uh, pain in his neck and lower limbs. And other than that, they were okay, and they're launching That's miraculous. an investigation into this. Yeah, uh, Baboons at a popular safari park have been spotted with knives, screwdrivers, and even a chainsaw. This is, and I saw a picture of some of them. Where are they getting these things? Uh, the primates at Nolsey Safari Park in Merseyside. This is Planet of the Apes now. Are already known for their destructive abilities and have been pictured previously pulling things from visitors' cars. But now some staff are concerned that the baboons are being given weapons for a laugh by park goers. So in Planet of the Apes, the orangutans were the smart ones, right? And the so. gorillas were the military. And then the chimps were more like the scientists. Yeah, I think so. If in the original, in the original apes, one, yes, I believe that's the case. Steve, so with yes. the the baboons, the I don't know. I don't remember baboons. I'm just trying that, to figure though. out how it's going to play out and which ones we're going to have to serve first. Yeah. One worker told the newspaper, "We're not sure if they are being given weapons by some of the guests who want to see them attack cars, or if they're fishing them out of pickup trucks and vans." Uh, the worker said the animals sometimes go into people's toolboxes and grab what they can, adding one of the baboons was seen lugging around a chainsaw. Yeah, this picture right here, holding a freaking chainsaw. Yep. Another uh, said... It just got real, didn't it? ...that some had been found with knives and No more bananas and cute little tricks. I'm going to saw you in half. The baboons are already known for causing damage to people's vehicles, with one mechanic saying that they had repaired cars left damaged by the primates. Uh, the Why smart... don't they give them tools to repair the cars? That's a good idea. Right? They start fixing <laughs> the vehicle. change and we'll do a check your struts. Yeah. <laughs> right? The safari park said suggestions that... Chimpy lube. That the... <laughs> yes. Right? 
that the baboons were being armed with weapons was likely to be an urban myth. Some saying tales had grown in exaggeration as they had uh, been shared to make some objects found in, make uh, to make objects found in the animals' enclosure seem more exciting and unbelievable. So. The chimp boys. A man working on the roof of a high school in Oro Valley, Oro Valley, died Monday morning because his gun discharged and he was struck. The man, an independent contractor, was just working on the roof of the building, but I guess he needed his gun for some reason or another. It went off and it killed him. That must be the greatest place on earth to live, Oro Valley. No, Oro. Oh, I'm sorry. O-R-O. Police and firefighters responded to the high school, and uh, paramedics administered CPR on the man for about 30 minutes before pronouncing him dead. Uh, it was like an accident, no foul play. Suspected the man's name was not released, and authorities don't know why the man had a firearm with him, uh, but the matter is under investigation. One last story out of Florida. Fire crews put out a car fire on Monday. When they arrived, the car was in flames. The driver told firefighters, that a fragrant candle he was burning inside the car tipped over onto some papers and ignited the blaze. So, just to get this straight, he was driving with the lit candle? Yes. You I couldn't just have some sort of spray that would replicate that smell? I've never heard of anybody doing no. this before. Now, I know people who are addicted. You know, Pierre is a big proponent of, of, of like sort of votive candles, and that's... Okay, but it's not in a moving car. The driver stopped the car outside of a restaurant, ran for a trash can to fill it with water to pour on the fire, but by the time he got back, the car was engulfed. Mm-hmm. Do you have a fire extinguisher in your car? No. Okay. Do you? I think I should, uh, after the, hearing this. The car was a complete loss and no injuries. Firefighters want to remind motorists to not drive with a burning <laughs> candle in your car. Right. I do have a tactical shovel, though. Yes, you do. Yeah. All right, and there you go. That's what I have. In the bizarre file for now. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. And as we do, I'm giving away the last one of these that I have. A Night at the Drive-In. And the Night at the Drive-In is tonight. The movies, the first movie starts at 8.50. And this will be at Shankweiler's Drive-In in Orfield, which is near Allentown. So nice. Keep that in mind as you're calling in. Caller number 21 at 215-263-WMMR. We're going to set you up. And you'll be able to go see Hook and Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse. You receive a reserved spot. It's good for four people in the car. So give us a call right now. And if you don't win, visit a night at the drivein.com to get first come, first serve passes. 215 263 WMMR. We'll be back in a moment. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Steven Singer Jewelers is now offering financing online with interest free options available for a limited time. Get pre-qualified in seconds. Learn more at IHateStevenSinger.com. Hey, you don't need a getaway to have a great getaway this summer. At Acme, you'll find everything you need to get into vacation mode right at home. Enjoy summer favorites all season long. From their famous USDA Lancaster brand choice beef and tender chicken to the tastiest summer fruits and vegetables. So fresh and delicious, you'll think you're on vacation. No matter what your grocery needs are this summer, Acme has you covered. Acme, your summer food headquarters. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a table for six right this way. Step on over. Ah. uh, Yes. It's time for the connoisseur. Mm. He's going to tell us all about food and stuff that relates to food and appetizers and well, you know the drill. Yeah, you know the drill. Uh, I think you're going to like this, Steve, specifically you. 
Uh, you might be surprised to learn that there's essentially no real design to the classic chocolate chip that you know and love. Uh, the ship, the shape comes from uh, being dropped onto the factory line, just a little, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, kind of like uh, Hershey's Kiss. It's not. It's just really just you know, it just kind of drops there, and that's just what a little. You got. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So the original Toll House chocolate chip cookie, or the actual, you're talking about the chocolate chip itself. Chocolate chip itself. The chip itself. When you buy a bag of chocolate chips, that's you know it. That, you know that little shape yep. that you're in. Just a little. Well, the goal is mass production rather than optimal taste. But now, what? a senior industrial designer at Tesla says that he has come up <laughs> with a new design that is a huge improvement, not only in terms of taste, but also texture. His name is Remy Labasque. Oh, my new hero. He began dreaming up a shape with a purpose three years ago after taking a beginner chocolate course at San Francisco's startup Dandelion Chocolate. This is heresy. No, believe me. Where executive pastry chef Lisa Vega would make her, he said, maybe the very best chocolate chip cookie Mm. with hand-piped chocolate discs that took four hours to create. I don't know what any of that means, but I have a boner. Per Bloomberg, uh, Labesque ultimately came up with a mold for a faceted chip, something like a flattened pyramid with two thick edges and two thin ones that instantly melt on the tongue. Uh-huh. So here's the deal. Oh, uh, we're looking at it right now. Yep. Now I understand. Well, here's the deal. Dandelion chocolate co-founder Todd Mazanis said, if you take a huge chunk of chocolate and put it in your mouth, that taste can be overwhelming. The flat shape helps you slow down the experience. Mm. It also stays whole during baking, but the center of the chip gets soft. I like that. He said, we're proud to have optimized the chocolate chip eating experience as a result of rethinking the humble shape itself. Okay, so I'm down with this. My wife makes my favorite chocolate chip cookie. She uh, uses the Ghirardelli chips and triples the amount of chips per cookie. Okay. Um, so there is, <laughs> she uh, She goes, to, she knows what I like. And uh, I could see this. So anything that elongates or lengthens the chocolate enjoyment is, I think, a great addition. So the mind to test, or his mind in particular, has perhaps solved this issue. Well, the downside is the cost. Is which death. Stems from tons of research and a $500,000 tampering line. <laughs> well. Uh, Dandelion Chocolates chips cost for a 17-ounce bag $30. Now, you compare that to Nestle Toll House's chips. Right. They go for 3 bucks for 12 ounces. So you're paying almost 10 times as much for this particular kind of chocolate chip. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. There's hardly a uh, meal that goes by where post-meal I don't have a craving for <laughs> some type of dessert, right? Like a chocolate chip cookie or whatever. And yesterday after lunch, I had a craving, and um, I went into the cupboard, and there were uh, Toll House dark chocolate morsels. Um, what is that a handful of them? I've been there. Morsels. Yeah, well, it started with a handful, Kath, and then <laughs> the bag. turned into the bag. And it's it, you know, But, like, it's one of those things where, Preston, you were talking earlier. You just feel like a filthy prostitute. You do. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're just. And, and, I didn't need it. I didn't need yeah. all of that. But, like, half the bag would have been fine. Uh, but then you start getting down to <laughs> several handfuls, and you're just. You, that, that, you, and then they're falling out, and then they fall on the couch. Well, and then, like. Like you got the chocolate stains on your hand. You look like a Goostas goop. Yes. <laughs> Smeared chocolate all over your face. It's embarrassing, uh, oh, but it's man, horrible. are they good. So, yeah, so that's, to me, that, that <laughs> if you have that with hot, with hot, with tea, 
Okay. Hot tea. All right. Oh my god. So I've um <laughs> I've been trying to cut sugar out of my uh, di- uh diet and so I've, I've you replaced fr- it with salt. Yeah, no. Oh, no. Uh no, so I've cut out like um trying to cut out like added sugars. My little brother taught me this little trick. So I bought uh the Gear Deli uh 100% pure cocoa, right? Cocoa. That has it has zero sugar in it. Yes. And so and it's not good. And it's not, but uh, what I what I do, and, and it's this like is, baking chocolate. This, yeah, it's baking chocolate. Yeah, and so c- calorically, it's very very low. Right. But what I do is I couple that with a date, and the sweetness of the date will bring. <laughs> Why out don't you those, just eat the date? Uh, because I like chocolate. So, but with the sweetness of the date, will actually kind of bring out that sweetness in the chocolate. So that's how I get my chocolate fix now. Okay, pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't share this with you guys, so you know, I've I've I've. I'm trying to shed a few pounds. I'm starting to get to a benchmark where I'm like, okay, I, I need to stop here and, and right, keep right. an eye on my caloric intake for a little bit. And Kathy always loves my little <laughs> treats that I have. Uh-huh. I, well, I, I, have, I have a friend. So just real quick, the backstory on that. I have a friend. Preston mentioned having like a, a tiny. A half a cup. A half a cup. Of frozen she, yogurt. And she like, she called me and she like freaked out. She was like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, it's not even worth it. Why Why do that? Who can have a half a cup of ice cream? It's not even satisfying. She was so angry <laughs> right. about the half a cup of ice cream. And I was like, I, I don't know. He just wants a little treat. So I need to have my little treat at the end of the day. And it's my reward system. If I'm good and I, right, and I right. follow what I'm supposed to, then I'm allowed to have my treat. So I have a <laughs> picture of these to Kathy. I love drumsticks. It could be my favorite oh. ice cream novelty that there is. Mm-hmm. And so they make these they make these minis, okay? I and, I, and I'm like, okay, I'll get these because they're only 70 calories. I'm like, that's Perfect. fantastic. So, Casey, here's a picture. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you look like a giant. Look. I feel oh my God! That's ridiculous! Like an absolute giant, <laughs> giant Preston. <laughs> Tiny. They're like the size of your index finger. That's man. one. That's one mouthful. These are that's two, one mouthful. These are two of them. Oh my God! You could you could eat that in one bite. The yeah. drumsticks oh, yeah. that have you know yeah. what though? I do love that idea though. They're yeah. great. How are they? They're fantastic. Are they really? The flavor is like a little bit concentrated because they're so small. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, man. Do I'm they have filled ones? Board. Do they have the filled ones that have like the? Yeah, um, it's got a little chocolate chunk in the base of the. Uh... Well, no, no. So wait so, a second. So if... drumstick now has a oh. uh, filled, like caramel filled. And... Yeah, these aren't them. Okay. I, I don't think they have those. <laughs> They're trying and... to keep it low count. Yeah, lobster. <laughs> yeah. Is the serving size one box? <laughs> no. Oh, the serving size. It does give you the serving size as one, but you can. But it also says you know two or three. But I mean, you could do the math for Christ's sake. There's seventy <laughs> calories each. So, well, on the box that I saw, if you could put the box back up on the screen here in the on the uh, in the studio, they just had it up. I see. What is it? It says two hundred and seventy. Yeah, it says two hundred and seventy calories, but I don't. I, it per, says per four oh, cones. Per four cones. Yeah, I okay. only eat two of them. Okay, so that's look good. At you. I know. Hey. I'll eat one. And I'll wait like 10 minutes oh, later and then I'll have another, another. Uh-huh. Did you see this hack that I saw? It works. It was at a uh, some ice cream shop where they're and, – and I know you like soft serve, Steve. I do. But they basically take this straw thingy, and so they, they make the ice cream cone, then they take oh, yeah, the straw right. thingy, and they basically core out a nice little hole yeah. all the way down to the bottom of the cone, and then they fill that – Chlorine. With chlorine. <laughs> That w- which I was like, why not put caramel in there? Right, but no, they they, they yeah. make it, it's great. They basically put a little caramel receptacle mm. 
Yeah, yeah it's, um, it's it's Dairy, wonderful. Dairy Queen does uh, something do? similar to that, and uh, yeah, and so does Ben and Jerry's. I think they have, they're called Coors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wait, I I'm... go to Dairy Drag Queen, and I love that place. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. And what are they what are they putting in it? They they put like a little core Chocolate or so that you have basically a, like a, a, a tunnel in the middle of the cone. It's filled with yummy. They fill it with caramel. With yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, the the new chocolate chips uh, come in three seventy percent single origin types from Ecuador, Costa Rica, and Madagascar. Those are my three favorite places. Let me ask you: Do they have dark chocolate? I, well, I would assume so. Well, they I mean, it's, this is like, you know, dude, it's thirty dollars for a bag. So I would imagine you can get yeah, that seems fair. Really high quality chocolate. So anyhow, they've redesigned the chocolate chip, but it's very, very folks expensive. at Tesla. Right. And I assume that's all electrical. One guy from Tesla. No, okay. not, not the company, uh, but uh, one guy who works there. All right, uh, let me see what else we got here. More from the connoisseur. Are we sticking with dessert or are we going with the main menu? <laughs> we're going to go over to... And then we're going to skip that one. And yeah, no, don't like it. Hey, Let, uh, just a quick question, connoisseur, if I may. Yes. You put up this, uh, this dessert you're just eating. They have this new thing out. It's kind of like that, a cone... Um, have you seen the commercials for it? It's, it's like chocolate chips built into the ice cream and all these different. There's commercials running for no. a cons. All right, forget it. Forget I even brought it up. But it's, chocolate chips built into the ice cream. It's like yeah, it's this thing, and and the commercials are running like crazy for it. It looks similar to what you're talking about, the thing you just talked about. Um, drumstick, like a drumstick, but a larger version of it. You haven't seen the commercial? Mm-hmm. I can't describe it. I don't even know why I brought it up. Proceed, okay. connoisseur. It's all good. Uh, we're going to go with this. Uh, DoorDash recently released its 2020 Deep Dish Report to show the biggest food trends in terms of what people are ordering. So we've we've talked about some of these before, and there's you know Grubhub is released here. This is DoorDash's, right? And this is during the time of uh, of uh, the pandemic. Yeah. So this okay. is yeah. you know 2020. You know? I'm very curious. Uh, the data comes from 2,000 customers who ordered food between January 1st and June 30th of this year. DoorDash reports that this year people were much more likely to order savory comfort foods. For example, there was a 1,735% increase in people ordering queso blanco and an 1,130% increase of people ordering cheese nachos compared to last year. Huh. Well, I mean, I don't know what queso blanco is. Neither do I. I mean, well, queso is cheese. And blanco white, white is white. Cheese. white, so I would imagine it's a white cheese sauce of sorts, but I don't know. Nick, you'll have to look at it. Um, is it one of blanco. the side uh, sides that comes with chipotle? Queso Blanco. No, you have uh, Pico de Gallo and the uh, Salsa Verde. Salsa Verde, yeah. And then Salsa Roja. Right. <laughs> Enrico Palazzo. Enrico Palazzo. Uh, there was an uptick in sweet foods people ordered and orders for things like cinnamon rolls, New York-style cheesecake, churros, and blueberry muffins increased yeah. significantly year over year. What's been you're oh. in the in the sweet category? What's well, ice cream is always your go-to. It is That's always my go-to. go-to. But I tell you what, just reading the words "New York style cheesecake" here, mm-hmm. uh, got my mouth to salivate a little bit. What's the cookie place that delivers like up till three o'clock? Insomnia. Insomnia. Man, yeah. oh man, oh man. There's one on Main Street, Maniunk, and you would have thought they were giving away free money. I mean, people were just going in and out of that place. So, Steve, I have um, – there, there was a restaurant in Swarthmore called the Ingle Nook. It was an old house that was just – that was a restaurant and ended up, like, burning down. But they had a specialty where dessert that you couldn't find anywhere else. It was, it was Flaming it was, Alaska. It was – no. It was, <laughs> it was their specialty. It was a butterscotch biscuit. Right. And my family somehow – I don't know, because my brother and sister worked there. They, they ended up sharing with me last week or two weeks ago – 
the recipe for that. And yes. I have been craving that ever since. It is um it is just delicious. I don't know if you like butterscotchy caramel. I do like butterscotch and I do like caramel. That my, my my main crave on that order has been and I ha I, I I have been thinking about it. The bread pudding from the Desmond mm. Hotel oh! is just right. Yeah. Right? Are they open? that in a decade or more. Uh, they've, I'm Desmond, sure. I don't know if the Desmond's open or not. And, and by the way, I was right about the Chipotle queso blanco. It's a side sauce. Oh. Ah. Uh, so uh, along with the um, the different sauces you described, Case, you can get the queso blanco with your chips or your, you know, your, uh, your dips or whatever. Can you do me a How solid? See if the Desmond is open. Yeah, I will. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, yeah, they said that... Um, Data with uh, DoorDash also shows that 80% of people reported they've baked something since the pandemic. I haven't baked a damn thing. My wife yeah, has. Have you baked anything? Uh, we made some, well, I mean, uh, nothing from you scratch. Didn't the, bread pu- the bread pudding was all the rage for a while. I don't know if that's tamped down now. We made the Cheddar Bay Biscuits. I, I mean, the, the banana night. bread. I'm sorry. Yeah. We made the Cheddar Bay Biscuits the other night. Oh, you did? How'd they come out? Fantastic. You know what? Actually, we had the gluten-free version because... Uh, Caroline, one of her best friends, is gluten uh, has a gluten right, allergy, so, yeah. so we have to have lots of gluten food mm. at the house ready to go. You know what I found out? I like gluten free pretzels. Yeah, <laughs> better than regular pretzels. You can taste a difference. You think big time? Okay, yeah. There's a different in consistency. It has a different flavor. For some reason, I like it. I don't know why. Um, and these and actually these Cheddar Bay biscuits that were gluten free, pretty damn good too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, I love those things. Okay, so that's what people are ordering through DoorDash. Let's go to uh, let's go to some vino. Ah, Kathy. No, this is not vino. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. This oh, is boy. cheese. This uh, is cheese. Vino cheese. cheese. Costco has released another cheese flight. Uh, there's a new kit. I didn't com- know they had a first one that comes with uh, five types of cheeses. And the packaging includes wine and beer pairing suggestions. So yeah, there's a little wine cool. there. You know what, honestly? For each one. It, the biggest reason, and I know, you know, obviously the suffering and the, the, the pain and the, all this. The biggest reason to find that vaccine and get past this pandemic are those <laughs> sampling stations oh to return to Costco. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Because you can spend all day in there you and have your meal. Yeah. Yeah. Would you spend extra money on a, on a, on a flight if there was actually a cheese flight on a flight? Would you actually spend the money because to have a, che- to have a cheese no. flight on? Yeah, flight? So, yeah. They, in, instead of like just regular airplane food, everybody got their own little like cheese plate. Hmm. Spend extra money on a different airline uh, just because they're serving a cheese flight. Yeah, on- when you said cheese flight, the first thing I thought of was like, oh, a flight of cheese on a plane. No, uh, and how? No, food. I probably wouldn't. I'd probably go with a convenient time and price. Why to get to my destination? Why does that matter to the you? Cheese the 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 meal never plays any role at no. all in any flight I've ever chosen. Uh, do you ever look ahead of time to see what they never, might no. never, like, never? I don't never. Care. Ever. Do okay. they even provide you with that information? I don't know. I don't uh, know. No. Even if occasionally, if I have done first class, we're going on a vacation, and I do a first class just to splurge. I don't. I don't even care. The food I, is really, better. I'm really more concerned with the comfortable seat I can sleep in if, it, if I'm going someplace. The food is better in first class. It I've, is. I've only sat in first class a handful of times, and it's likewise. It's markedly. It's laughable. Better. How much better it is. Yeah. 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 Um, by the way, you have some competition connoisseur. And he is known as the Costco connoisseur. Excuse me. Ah. Yeah. His name ah. is Ramsey. He loves traveling and he loves Costco. And he has written about these cheese flights that they now have at Costco. And and so I don't I don't want to get you you know upset about things, but you can pair the wine and the cheese at the Costco via the Costco so connoisseur. Is, is I have a, more Instagram followers than you. <laughs> is it a pre-made cheese plate? Is that what it is? Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, so essentially it's a, it's a series of, you know, and you can get those at, at various grocery stores all over the place. They have prepackaged uh, groups of cheeses that work well yeah. together. Because you want I've, I've been told when you do a cheese flight, you want to have a cheddar, you want to have a blue, and you want to have a soft cheese. Those are the three of the requirements. Marissa, Marissa is more of a of an expert than I am. Yes, uh, than on that. But you you want to have those somewhat those varieties yeah. in there at least at the least. Uh, so Costco has a cheese flights available. Oh, you know what? We bought one of those one time. I'm looking. In fact, we bought this very one. It's Kirkland. We a picture of it. Yeah. Nah. It was okay. A couple of cheeses sucked. <laughs> I like them really. Thanks. Uh, well, yeah, one of them in particular I didn't like. I it thought does it looked suck. good. It didn't taste very good. When you have a cheese flight and one of the cheeses is no good, it just yeah. it ruins the rest of the cheese for it crying does. out loud. Marissa? Uh, this is actually a full conversation between my friends and I about which Costco has the best cheese selections. Uh, apparently in Ohio. Cheese selections. Yes. <laughs> cheese selections. The one in Delaware is not that great, uh, but in Ohio, they have like four aisles full of cheese. So you'll go to Ohio Costco, so you're certainly worth it. Well, one of my uh, friend's parents live there, so every time they come in, they bring uh, Costco rosé and uh, this, and pressing those little mushrooms. I'm obsessed with them now. The little dried mushrooms. Yeah, those are good, aren't they? Right? Okay. By the way, Casey, you had had found an article, I think, about the Kirkland product brand right that you were telling me about recently so that's at costco you buy there's we, kirkland and Spockland. we buy we buy the kirkland coffees right uh in fact a bunch of stuff we buy is under that kirkland brand. really right and that's, but, that's their generic brand kind of yeah yeah so the the generic brand is actually made by other outfits right so yeah. um and so i you know there was an article about it and i was reading it and you know it, it wasn't like really that the first couple were kind of cool, and then it got to like, okay, your um, your Kirkland Farm laundry detergent is actually tied, you know. Yeah, so that, and yeah. that's that's quite often the case. You have, yeah. you have an actual manufacturer because obviously Costco doesn't have yeah. you know uh, factories pumping out all this right. stuff. They they purchase another company's product and then put their name on it. Yeah, it's the same thing with the liquor. I think the Kirkland vodka is like Grey Goose or something. Really, like that. it was yeah. Kettle One, Kettle but one, that yeah. that's disputed. That was you know okay. a couple of them were like Kirkland vodka is Kettle One. Yeah, and and the wines you know come from obviously vineyards. Yeah, vineyards. Yeah, um, but you know maybe it's like Ernest and Julio Gallo is now. Kirkland Farm Chardonnay. Ernest goes to yeah. jail. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ernest and Junior Gallo. Uh, Ernest goes to jail. Right. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, they have a new cheese flight uh, at Costco if you're interested. All right. Uh, let's stay with cheese. Cheese is great. You got to love cheese. Cheese. Uh, there's a new food trend taking over social media, and it is grilled queso dip. Uh, this is from TikTok. Apparently, this was making the rounds. Grilled queso dip. And all you have to do is line up your ingredients in an aluminum pan before placing it on a heated grill. The ingredients vary from video to video. Some include beef, while others opt for chorizo. And some keep it vegetarian. Uh, they all have one ingredient in common, though, and that is cheese. Once your chosen ingredients are on the grill, you should cover it and let it cook for about 15 minutes before stirring it. Once it's done, TikTok claims you'll be left with a cheesy, smoky dip fit for a socially distanced party. So I guess it's part of it is if you have a, a wood-burning grill or charcoal that the cheese will take on some of that flavor. Like a gas grill might not pull it off. But if you're just, we're, we're looking at this, they're filling it with tons of ingredients. And then you just you melt this all together? Yeah, and then it's a dip. Huh. You know, that's what a queso is. All right, so they're do, and they're doing it on dip. a grill. 
Yeah. Uh, this looks like a... That is, looks good. Is that yeah. a charcoal grill? That looks like no, a, well, well, it's a gas grill. It's hard to tell. Do you ever right, uh, shred your own grill. cheese? Yes. Do you? Regularly, yeah. Uh, and uh, what are the ones that you use when making shredded cheese? Because I just end up buying it. I'll buy shredded cheese at the in yeah. the, you know in the cheese aisle at the grocery store. Right. What kind of cheese will we use for shredded cheese? Cheddar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because sometimes when you're making a dip like this, you'll use a whole bunch of cheeses and shred them instead of just buying the pre-bagged stuff. Right. No, I don't do that. Okay. We're, usually we'll just uh, shred. Be ridiculous. Cheddar and whatnot. I was just shredding some cheddar the other day. Yeah. You're shredding cheddar. <laughs> yeah, what were you, do, what were you doing in there? Yeah. Just shredding some cheddar. Just shredding cheddar, man. <laughs> yeah, I bet. She's shredding cheddar. Dude was shredding cheddar. That's man. gonna be my hip hop name. Yeah, shredding cheddar. These weird DJ <laughs> cheddar DJ shredder and whatnot. DJ cheddar shredder. I'm cheddar sh- shredder. Sh- shredding cheddar. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> you be who you want to yeah. be, Nick. I'm gonna. I'm be not making fun cheddar. of you. No, I heard you... that snide. I was laughing at Steve. Attitude. Don't get defensive. <laughs> I'm not you being should... defensive. You're being defensive. You're the be bugs. You're it's defensive. Him, right? Go shred some cheddar. Yeah. All right, anyhow, uh, you can make it. <laughs> you make it on the grill. What else do we have? Ice cream. All right, now we're in your realm. <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, your favorite ice cream flavor can apparently be connected to certain personality traits that you have. All right. A study conducted by one poll on behalf of Briars finds one well, Polish guy. No, not one. Oh, what? What? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so they find that fans of strawberry ice cream tend to find love, love. on average by age 24. I hate strawberry ice cream. With and enjoy passion. doing laundry, listening to jazz, and watching sci-fi mu- movies. That so, seems sort of specific. So you you hate strawberry ice cream? Yeah, I hate it. Cherry wow. ice cream, I hate it with a passion. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I love it. When I was a kid, strawberry was my favorite ice cream. Absolutely. It's the... I'm more of a vanilla guy now. But mm-hmm. I mean... Talking of the standard flavors, if you get into more, you know, involved flavors like rum raisin and pistachio, I love those. But. Yeah, if you actually, I, I don't mind the taste of strawberry ice cream, but when you actually you just hate it, you no, know, when you get the actual strawberry, yeah. that's the part that I hate. Do you yeah. not like strawberries? No, I like strawberries. I just don't <laughs> like it in my ice cream. I don't know; it's just weird. Uh, you know, like that's you like chicken noodle soup. You don't like the chicken. And don't the chicken like the chicken soup. and chicken noodle soup. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, but you also, um, I kind of liken it to that skin that you would get in the pudding. I just, and I know you like the. I like pudding. skin ice cream. Yeah, no, but you like skin pudding mm-hmm. or pudding skin. Pudding skin yeah. <laughs> skin That's pudding. some skin pudding. <laughs> I do like the skin on uh, old style pudding where you'd be boil the yes. uh, the. Milk and the whole and thing. And it would cool. Yeah, yes, absolutely. You get that, that skin on it top. It's like a membrane over your pudding. So those who prefer vanilla ice cream found love at age 25 on average and enjoy washing dishes. What? What? This is a crock of No crap. one enjoys washing dishes. I don't mind washing dishes. They enjoy butt plugs and you, cumulus clouds. You do. <laughs> wow. Okay. The hell? I mean, it's the most absurd list of attributes. You don't mind washing dishes. No, so I'm. I, um, someone who enjoys washing dishes, you are invited to my home every <laughs> day of the year. Come on by. The doors open. If you actually get enjoyment out of washing dishes, we'd love to have you in the house. Yeah. All right. So anyhow, uh, vanilla ice cream. Uh, you, you love a twenty-five, and you enjoy you enjoy washing. Porn? That's all me. Porn and washing dishes. You, so, like, you yeah. like dogs, yeah, uh-huh. and tend to be uh, introverted night owls. This is a crock of crap. <laughs> Just saying, man. What's with chocolate? 
Uh, those who love chocolate ice cream find love at the average age of 26. Uh-huh. They love watching romantic comedies and <laughs> listen to pop and rock music and are extroverts. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, so I love both. I, I'm a more chocolate, but I do love a vanilla bean vanilla ice cream. Mm. You know, a, 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 And I like the ribbon ice cream. I like the chocolate and the vanilla mm. together living in perfect harmony right side was, by side was there a one year age difference in the vanilla and chocolate yeah but it's yeah. very up? important yeah. like i mean what kind of mm-hmm. stupid study is this you um, like whippets and stealing prescription drugs out of your friend's medicine cabinet oh my god I'm that's gonna, the strawberry ice that's cream that's the lovers. strawberry ice cream i'm gonna stay on ice cream for a moment i think i've already mentioned this you guys know that dairy queen has a a tiramisu Cake shake. You've mentioned. Okay, I just want to make sure. And you I love it. <laughs> just me. Carter had one the other day, and I'm watching what I'm eating, and I wanted to kill him. It was looks so good, and I wasn't going to have any of it. Uh, getting back to desserts, Steve. The Desmond is open for curbside pickup, oh. and uh, somebody texted in that the secret ingredient in the bread pudding is hot dog rolls. Yes, no, that I did know. That's true. It's phenomenal. Okay, uh, they, they do. They, they are, and I think they've no. like every year win for best bread pudding. The secret is that. Sauce. Unbelievable sauce they put yeah. on there. It's hot dog sauce. All right, so <laughs> going back to staying with ice cream for a minute and going back to drumsticks. Drumsticks? They now come in a new flavor. Nestle drumsticks. Dolce de leche. Ah, oh. that means yum. Two leches? Yum, 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 yum. Uh, each pack of the cones comes with three different cone flavors. Dolce de leche ice cream, vanilla ice cream with dolce de leche feeling. Mm. <laughs> feeling. <laughs> Hello, I am Jimmy Carter. Um, and what, I'm not done. Stop it. And vanilla ice cream with fudge filling. All right, what does dolce mean? I don't know. It means the cat. It's something of milk. But yeah, something of milk. D- um, yeah, I don't candy. know. Candy made of milk. I just Candy okay. made of milk. Yeah. It's super duper sweet milk, yes. Uh, a quick Google search, search mm. shows that you can find the flavor at tons of grocery stores and other retailers like Walmart. Connoisseur, I don't want to jump into mm. your realm Please, here and betray ahead. something you might have. Did you see the news from our own Duncan? No. Oh, yes. Uh, wait, I have it here. It is very, very intriguing. Two, As you know, we run on Duncan. Two coffee-inspired cereals. Listen to this, Kathy. See right, if this rocks your world. They're right. teaming up with Post to create these. The two flavors are Dunkin' Caramel Macchiato and Mocha Latte. Uh, I'll take a Mocha Latte. I will take a yeah. Mocha Latte. <laughs> I love Dunkin's Mocha Latte. I do, too. Uh, both are made with real Dunkin' coffee. Yeah. Uh, the Caramel mo- Macchiato flavor contains cereal pieces and caramel... Swirled marshmallows. Swizzles. While the mocha latte option has a hint of chocolate cereal pieces. The battlefield ran red with swizzles of blood. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And latte swirled marshmallows. So I, uh, mocha latte, I, I love this concept. I would love to try this. I think as a Dunkin', we run on Dunkin', mm-hmm. we should run on advanced I think that we should have been involved in the The testing and development of this, yes. I think I saw that it has a trace of caffeine in it, too. 
No. Well, there you Each go. cereal oh. contains the amount of caffeine found in about one tenth of a cup of coffee. Oh. Right. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's no. fine. You know what, what happened? To so lit up. What happened to our machine? It's not working again. It's still working. No, it probably just needs to be rinsed. Excuse me. Yeah, I went yesterday to try to get a. Uh, get Did a... you email Cowper? Yeah. Oh, Let our... Uncle Steve take care of it. All right. It. No, 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 you're not, you're allowed. not allowed to. Oh, I you did. Didn't, you didn't see the email? I got special dispensation. Cowper said I could. I, you have to know how to do it. That's so quiet. In fact, I did it the other well, day. Well, it's not fair. I'll do it again. It's not fair. Yeah. Listen, you know, it's like the French undergrad. Somebody had to step up. I mean, you, did you read that email from him? It I was did. Like, it was like, do not touch. No one go near. Call me. Let me know. <laughs> I am the one in charge. Do not go blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, now he's handing out. Everybody oh. can. Well, and then I sent back an e- yeah. email saying, text my sack. <laughs> I know yeah. how to do it. <laughs> The right. press, are you officially calling no fair on this one? Well, I just think it's a little bit of a... I mean, why do you think it's not fair? I don't want to clean that machine. No, no it's I not cleaning either. it. You just you just run the, you run the rinse cycle on all the nozzles. But here's the deal. So so if... Oh, there's Capra. Do you there want to call him in yes. here? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Have him come in. And I had a conversation. Capra, please no, come I, in and verify. I, I think it's cool, but if, if you're going to be so firm in your statement, and now, now it's going to get away from us, and I think it's going to be broken again in 10 minutes. Oh. No. Not because not because of Steve's fault or anything. No, no, like no. That, but Matt, Matt was Matt brought me in for the actual debut of the reconstituted Dunkachino machine. All right, Matt's got his mask on and everything. Let's uh, get Cowper over here. Hey, Matt. mask Cowper. Yeah, yeah. This sounds just uh, you can't. Bre- <laughs> it's okay. You can pull it down <laughs> if you, you want to. You're fine. fine. Yeah, yeah. You're six feet. From Go us. ahead. So, oh, I'm six feet from the microphone or six feet from, <laughs> from, us. from us. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so uh, so you're allowing Steve to be attack on the uh, uh, the. Dunkachino machine now? Yeah, basically he's the only one that can touch it outside of me because every single person in this building has messed that machine up to... Okay. Not even right. Rodney? Rodney's so, not allowed to touch it? I mean, Rod- we all know Rodney. Rodney runs around here doing a hundred different things and the it's last unfair. thing he wants is more it's, responsibility. Yeah, yeah. So. so it requires simply running the rinse cycle through each of the nozzles, running hot water through it, and that allows the machine to work. It, it's completely idiot-proof. It's yes. literally like three buttons right it's rinse mm. program and operate thick. right and, and the fourth thick thick yeah so <laughs> I, I i i don't understand it i just come in every morning but you know that i, I am now i am a certified duncan machine technician certified yes you are the new you are the new duncan ops right that's it oh, Matt okay. Cowper yes. has certified me <laughs> to, to run and clean the Dunkachino machine I went to the machine yesterday and I hit one button instead of three and then nothing and what came, came out? out nothing liver no no so I so uh, this was a six thirty seven a.m. yesterday morning and I and I didn't come to Steve who's certified right I am certified so, so now do I go to Steve or do I go to you so yeah so here's the gap right you guys yeah. come in here at like what five thirty right. five or whatever the and time throughout you come the in. night people have been using it and effing it up so you have to rinse it once a day. Unfortunately, okay. the way that it's timed out is it has to be rinsed in the morning. I don't get here until 8 o'clock. Okay. I will, I so will. there's that gap between 5 a.m. and 8 o'clock where Steve could literally just come in, flip it to rinse, okay. hit the button, rinse all. Oh, he's got to flip it yeah. to rinse? You, you, yeah. you open up. I, trust me. I'm certified. Let me handle it. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Right? And you just rinse it before you leave every day? That way it's No, it doesn't matter. No, because it doesn't if matter. it gets used throughout the night, which it will get used throughout the night, I, I, I would say within the course of one day, you're probably, you probably need to rinse it twice. If I leave oh. here, if I leave here and do the rinse cycle at 5.30 and I come back in tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock, it's still going to say it needs rinsed based on the way the cycle of the system works. Listen, man. This is the way the world operates, mm. right? All right, so... Hey, so, we have a Dunkin' Bar, dude. Yeah, we have a yeah, freaking right. Dunkin' Bar. Hey, can we get some of this Dunkin' cereal? 
Uh, yeah, actually, I wasn't even aware of it. Okay. Why don't they let Look you Look into know? that for us. I'm not in the know. Why don't they trust you? How about our own Preston and Steve Dunkin' cereal? I'd like that, too. I'll make it happen. It's okay, good. thank and you. And if you can get us a fire truck, I'll give you a big French kiss. <laughs> yeah. Matt Cowper, thank you, yeah. sir. Thanks, guys. Be good. You guys are awesome. That was sick. Thank you. Later, buddy. Right. Later, so, bud. We need a sick sh- uh, a, a shirt. Cowper is yeah. sick. Yeah. And like a bunch He's of S's, right? son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> It's like five S's. Five then, S's. Yeah. A couple K's at you the end. You sick son of a bitch. What All would right. Matt Cowper do? That's right. the, uh... Well, he would uh, moisturize his face. <laughs> it's a Wednesday. ton of product in his it's hair. It's Wednesday. Go, in, go, into the, uh, go into the bathroom and it smells like uh, crew oh. forming cream. Because mm. uh, Wednesday's the day that, that Matt that... does his hair in the in the. <laughs> He takes bathroom. that regimen down to our new executive bathrooms at the end of the hall. I don't know. All right, hey, I've right, time, come on, come I have time for one more thing. All right. All right. Last item from the connoisseur. Uh, Panera is introducing five new menus under items under $10, including three new sandwiches, a new breakfast offering, and a new combo offering. Uh, the new items are available now. And the choices include the bacon scrambled egg and tomato wrap at four ninety nine, the smokehouse barbecue chicken sandwich. That sounds good. Uh-huh. The teriyaki chicken sandwich, the chipotle bacon melt, chipotle bacon melt from Panera. Well, Chipotle is not a brand name. Chipotle is. Oh, I a... thought they were a, a, a brand. I thought they had the brand. Okay, no. Right. Uh, and Panera duets. Which include classic you pick two options, including grilled cheese and tomato soup, which mm. is a match made in heaven. Mm. Uh, but unlike the you pick two, you cannot mix and match the food choices. They what? must be ordered as is. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, okay. So these are, they're, they're called duets. So those are as is. So those will be served up. I do like the you pick two option. Yeah. Panera. I, I usually go with that. If you do a pick two, what, what's your go to? Um, I get. I, I almost ordered the same thing. Every time. <laughs> Me too. Uh, I get the uh, the tuna uh, uh, with everything on it, mm-hmm. and uh, the French onion soup. Okay, it's with everything on it, they go together really, really well. What do you think of these pairings that they have with the duets? Because the, uh, the first one's a classic. Right. Tuna. Or, so the first one's grilled cheese and tomato soup. Uh, tuna and ten vegetable soup. I'm ten okay. vegetables. I'm okay with that. Ten? All right. Um, uh, rutabagas. I don't know. Uh, Greek, Greek salad and tomato soup. Come on, three more vegetables. I, I don't know. And uh, ch- <laughs> chicken Caesar and chicken noodle I, I, soup. I, what? I, uh, name ten vegetables right now. <laughs> oh, my God. I had uh, spinach, uh, cauliflower, broccoli. Uh, t- t- That's three. Spinach again? No. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, g- g- corn? <laughs> beets? Uh, uh, rutabagas? Asparagus? Think about the basics. The basics? Yeah. Um, Can we help them? Uh, tomatoes? Yes. That's a fruit, actually. Well, no, no, we'll no, call no, no. it a vegetable. All right. Uh, 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 celery? Lettuce? Mm. Yes! Yeah! <laughs> you forgot yeah! a couple big ones. What? Like what? Ta- potatoes, carrots, oh. onions. Cucumbers. Carrots, onions, and celeries I are almost in. on my soup. Every single soup you ever make has almost uh, celery, carrots, and onions. My favorite it. soup is tomato soup. Mm-hmm. Tomato mm-hmm. bisque. By the, well, I'm not going to name names. <laughs> the restaurant that I go to all the time for soup, somehow, on their menu one day, didn't have soup. 
Wait a second. Couch tomato didn't have soup anymore? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like going into that Scottish Wait, restaurant, so not, McDonald's, yeah. and they don't have hamburgers. Whoa. Wait, so not anymore? Or it was just well, that day? Well, it just seemed to be that one day. I hope it's that one day. Maybe I don't they were want... just out. How do you, how do you, how are you know. out of your signature thing? Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't get that. Oh, I'm sorry. Domino's, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. We're out of pizza today. <laughs> we don't have sauce. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, listen, give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. It's so good, maybe people just bought it all up. All right, here's what's in the 10 vegetable soup. You ready? Mm-hmm. Tomatoes, red and yellow peppers, onions, corn, carrot, celery, spinach, poblano peppers. Poblanos? And garlic in seasoned vegetable stock with chickpeas, sprouted brown rice, and red fife. And dried Aleppo chili. I don't know half that stuff. What is a poblano pepper? A poblano pep poblanos are fantastic. And actually, if you roast them, they become uh, an ancho chili, Dubs. I believe. Um, or or maybe that's a jalapeno. Anyway, because pe- peppers, when you roast them, they they take on a different name. Believe it or not, do they? Poblanos are are they're green. They're 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 mild. Uh, they have a little bit of kick to them, but not much. And we make them all the time. We bake them and uh, we stuff them with uh, oh, okay. cream cheese. Oh, they're, they're actually very good. Yeah, they're yeah, really tasty. We see a picture of them now. Okay, yeah, they are good. By the way, hummus is great. Chickpeas suck ass, though. Just the, the texture of them is terrible. Okay, so you don't like those? No. Nah. Let's well, just in. <laughs> chickpeas suck ass? that what it was? Hummus is great. Casey Boy contends, though, that chickpeas suck ass. <laughs> What's that, Jimmy? Mcluchowski. <laughs> Jim won't even touch this. No, yeah, Jim, Jim, this is too controversial for Mister Mcluchowski. I'm sitting this one out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to tell you guys that our tomatoes are coming in this week, so we have like uh, just for a visit. Uh, no, no, no. They're, Aww, they're uh, ripening. Um, oh, how is your garden that's what going? They call the in-laws the yeah. tomatoes. <laughs> the tomatoes. Uh, yeah, coming in. Jesus. Uh, but we're going to have more than we can handle, so you guys are getting oh. tomatoes on Thursday or Friday. I'll take them, yeah. man. A lot we'll of make ch- some soup. Yes. A lot of cherry tomatoes, grape tomatoes, and then uh, two plants that we didn't even know we had are uh, they just grew from last year, I guess from seed or whatever. From these Chinese seeds you got. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nick, Nick planted them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick Jace planted uh, cucumbers and watermelon. Okay. Uh, right when right uh, after the we were quarantined at home and uh he's been able to Do you have watermelons? Uh, we, they're little. They're still there. I mean, I, I don't know how big it's actually gonna grow, but there's I two love of them. Summer watermelon and you know they there's you can get watermelon year round. It's never no. ever yeah, yeah, as yeah. good as it is in that sweet spot of the summer, and you know I I love it. And it's it's ba- you're basically eating hard sweetened water, but that's uh, <laughs> water that's with what texture. it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. I texture love it. Texture and color. All right, well, anyhow, this is all we have time for today. I hope the gun story taking us all over the place, and maybe we'll end up with some Dunkin' cereal out of the whole thing. You never know. I hope you enjoyed. And uh, we'll take a break and come back in just a moment and get into some more stuff. Make sure you stay with us. We'll be right back. MMR's Saturday Night Concert Series, an hour-long concert made up of the best live performances ever captured. MMR rocks Foo Fighters. In concert, Saturday night at 7. We're all jonesing for live music, and this should help. So hit the backyard, get the tailgate started, and crank up MMR every Saturday night this summer at 7. It's MMR's Saturday Night Concert Series. Sponsored by Acme Markets, official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. This week, Boo Fighters. Don't wanna be no 
93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. A new Daily Rush video is up, and it's titled R.I.P. Regis. Aww. Regis passed away, but he checked in with us live from heaven. Uh, you can watch it now at PrestonSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club restaurant and bar. Uh, a couple of quick emails here. Um, and this is, I thought this was really nice. And uh, this is from uh, Danielle, who had emailed me, and she said, hey, Preston, I just wanted to send a great, th- you guys, a thank you email due to these difficult times. Ha ha. <laughs> Uh, I have not been able to take a day off from work yet this year, and my fiance is still laid off, so money's been tight. I won tickets to the drive-in tomorrow night and took Thursday off. We booked a cabin at a local campground so that we can enjoy the movies. Oh, that's so good, and not worry about driving home. I am, and she writes in all caps. I am so happy I could cry. Aww. she just won movie tickets. But that's you know. And honestly, with all this hubbub going on, uh, I think, you know, people, you, you need to do those things that give yourself a little break. She said, and that's a great thing to do. She said, actually, I did cry, and the tears are welling up now. I'm grateful for you guys and all you do, from daily giveaways to the blood drive, camp out for hunger, and every little thing in between. And then she says in parentheses, including me spitting out my coffee more times than I'd like to admit, thanks to Steve. The Philly area is so lucky to have the Preston and Steve show. Thank you. Uh, thank you, times a million. Uh, so Danielle Musial is her name, Musial. So, uh, Danielle, we are more than happy. I sent an email back to her. That's awesome. Very sweet. And then another quick one, and then we're going to move on to something. <clears throat> uh, this says, uh, hey, Preston, uh, up until this summer, I own an outdoor recreation company in Montgomery County called Take It Outdoors Adventures. And through my business, I met my Swiss wife. I fell in love with the Swiss miss. And four years ago, we moved to Switzerland to start our family. That's where Swiss people come from. Going from a cool kayak guy to being a stay-at-home dad who lives in a foreign land with a foreign language takes some adjusting. And to help with this adjustment, I listen to you guys almost every day on the podcast. Oh, that's awesome. The show is my link to home. And you and the gang help stave off homesickness. uh, And during times like the pandemic and more positive times like the Super Bowl, I tune in even more in order to feel more connected with home. He says, the Swiss are pretty straight-laced, so I'm sure they think I'm losing my mind when I'm sitting on the train or walking through the streets with my headphones on and laughing hysterically. Thanks for the laughs, the positive vibes that the show puts off, and helping me feel more connected with with home through uh, good and bad times. It's been a tremendous help during these times uh, when homesickness creeps in. Mad respect for what you've created. A shout-out would be awesome if you ever get around to it. And he also says, P.S., I'm also a guide for uh, tours by locals. So I thought it was pretty cool that you used one of their guides in London. If you ever find yourself in Switzerland, it'd be my honor to show you around, and I promise no talk of the show. Nobody wants to talk uh, work on vacation. So Doug Chapman in Lucerne, Switzerland. There's a shard out for you, sir. I'll give him another one. I tell you what, one of my favorite vacations of all time, Switzerland. It yeah. was gorgeous. I'll bet, man. Beautiful. I would like to go there one day. Yes. Lucerne's cool. a really pretty town, too. It I is. Go in college, and yeah, that's a, that's a good place to live and work, man. That's cool. Nice. Excellent. Hey, I wanted to bring up something. I don't know how we touched on this the other day, but Kathy kind of chimed in. She's like, we should bring this up uh, because it concerns uh, dogs and oh. uh, <clears throat> pet owners. And I don't know, how do we? It was my mom. Because my mom has uh, stolen my dog Fozzie from me. Right, your first dog, and now you have Reggie, right? Yeah. Okay. And Reggie's cooler than Fozzie anyway. But anyway, (laughs) um, don't tell Fozzie I said that. But Fozzie is a very finicky eater, and my mom cooks his meals for him. Cooks. (laughs) Yeah. 
his meals for cooks him. Cooks his meals for him. Now, okay. I, I, I had um, <laughs> I had learned a trick, to, and apparently a lot of people do this. To, to get their dogs to eat their dog food, what they'll do is they'll sprinkle, like, Parmesan cheese or shredded right. cheese into the dog food. Right. And so and we with had, a nice wine pairing. I come out with a pepper grinder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Pepper? Uh, when you, <laughs> sir, when you're done licking your own ass, <laughs> would you like a little pepper? Yeah. Yes. Uh, so that's how my dog, that's how he lives now. Okay. Um. He's a very, very finicky eater. He also, I think he goes into a little bit of depression when Reggie's not around. Make a note on that turd. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, so, the cheese in the food does not work anymore. All right. And just simple cheese in the food. For they, Reggie? For, for Fozzie. No, Reggie will eat whatever. Case, what does, what, is, what does she make for her? What does she make for him most oh, often? Well, well, m- most often? Pork yeah. roll. Pork roll. Pork, Pork roll. roll. Okay. Okay. Uh, wow. Will not. And and also, she was getting like Taylor ham, Taylor pork roll. That stuff's expensive. I was like, get him. And I said to her, I go, just get the, the store bought stuff. You can get like two packs for like five bucks. She's like, yeah, but he doesn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, now she's going to try some coca van. Yeah, that will be the next thing, and then. Uh... But okay. okay, so you would figure you can give pork roll to a dog, right? Do you have to cook it? Or you just give it to the dog. Wait, raw Ew. pork? No, oh. pork. You know what? No, roll. it's it's it it's comes cooked. cooked. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, it's like cooking a hot dog for a dog. It's like, exactly. Not, it's yeah. it's already the process to make it safe has already been taken care of. Yes. No, she, she cuts it, it up okay. and fries it up sure. and then and sticks it. So last night, yeah. uh he had and he wasn't eating his pork roll, Steve. Mm. He, no, I don't want pork roll. So she took one of her meatballs and cut that up and then mixed it into and this is every single day. Does Eggs, she give him dog food too? Oh yeah, mixes it in with the dog food, you know, cuts the dog food with it. So Eggs, so he's he enticed to eat the dog food vis-a-vis the regular food that she's preparing for him. Yeah, so she'll fry an egg for him. She'll gotcha. you know fry up an egg and cut that up and right. mix that in with the dog food. Fry an egg? Yes. I would never consider feeding an egg to a dog. Interesting. Most, okay. mm-hmm. most dogs like it uh, hard-boiled. <laughs> I, I know. So what my friend does, is, it's different than that. It's not to get him to eat his dog food or anything. She doesn't buy dog food. The dog doesn't eat dog food. He gets breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and she prepares it for him. And there are some days that she's preparing a meal for her and her family, and then a separate meal for the dog if it's not something that she wants to to give the dog. But she'll prepare like rice and chicken, some sort or, or rice and, and uh, fish, some sort of meat, a, a cup of protein. She says he gets, and then he'll get uh, some other vegetables and healthy foods. So there is this thing, and, and mm. so you <laughs> and, and listen again. Uh, I've witnessed dogs throughout. I've owned dogs throughout my life. I've seen them eat their own turds. Yeah. So as far as the <laughs> right. Uh, um, right, right. the selectivity of the menu, yeah. sometimes is a little crazy. <clears throat> However, though, there is a case to be made that if you feed them the proper food, and which we do, we do a, a better brand of dog food because it's healthier for them and for the joints and all that stuff. But now there is this thing about preparing food, and like Rachel, there yeah, is if the you ra- go, yeah. if you go to, to like uh, I was over at uh, 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 Monster Pets is a place uh, down on uh, uh, Columbus Avenue. And they have um, they have a, a section now. It's it's a refrigerated section. Yeah, of food that is real right, really prepared yep. w- with all the nutritional things. So it's now a different level 
of of nutrition for the dogs. Well, we so, buy we buy the refrigerated food for our dogs, yeah. but it's oh, it's in a bag. I mean, it's not. Yeah, they, yeah. they didn't have a chef prepare it no. or something like that. <laughs> but like, is that Ra- what you're talking about? Well, Rachel Ray has like Delish or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. So what you're talking yeah. about? Um, because that's what I feed my cats. Mm. It's she claims that it is. Uh, that's what it is. It's just real food prepared and then it's put in these containers. So that's what I'm giving. <laughs> Uh, my cats, but no, my my friend will. I mean, she goes to the grocery store, right. and I think they go. I'm pretty sure they go to two separate grocery stores to sort of save on money because they have to buy so much stuff. Does for she the go dog. with the pets so they can make selections? They can make selections. Okay. Case, and I think you talked to her before that you guys have the same dog, uh, the black and white. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Okay, so that <laughs> dog, that dog was having digest- digestive issues when he was a puppy, and I had to like make him special things uh, like pumpkin filling. I had to put uh, like rice and stuff like that in food. It was it was pretty bad, but but he again he'll eat anything. He yeah. As treats, we'll give our dogs uh, baby carrots. I didn't know that they would like those. Yes. they love them, <laughs> love them. And it was uh, it was my wife's mom who did that. She's like, here, feed them carrots, and sure enough, they they dig them. Marissa? Uh, on the egg thing, my friend uh, every morning makes herself eggs but doesn't like the yolk, so she will take the whites for herself, and then the yolk goes to the dog. So he knows that, like, that sound of the egg carton opening, yeah. he comes running because no he knows. No kidding. Raw yolk that. or? We'll Raw yolk. It's good for yeah. Apparently, it's good for his fur or skin or. Oh. You've got to see, but <laughs> you you got to see Marissa. So when I have I have my um like I'll have my uh, it's a Mediterranean style brown rice, yeah. uh, um you know uh, salmon uh you know uh, broccoli olives the whole I got my my deal, the salmon I'm surrounded. It looks like I'm being reviewed by the Council of Cats who are all around and the dogs. So everyone is like surrounds me as I'm eating my meal and the eyes are watching the fork go up and down and, oh. and it, it's, it becomes like, oh my God. Right, so you know when you order a bottle of wine at, at a restaurant and, and they open the bottle right by the table yeah. and then they pour a tiny little sip out and then they wait there for yeah. your approval? Right. That's Fozzie, right? So, you know, I, I went to go give him a potato chip yesterday and he sat there and he smelled it for like, 20 seconds. And I'm like, dude, I'm not going to hold this thing for, for yeah. you know. Just, Come on. I'm Make like, up your mind. Make Come up on. your mind. And, and, and he was like, and he looked at me, and then he was like, okay. And he just kind of like took it a little bit, and then he crunched down on it, and then he kind of gave me the approving look like, okay, I'll take some more of that. Right. <laughs> Back to the cooking for the dogs, though. My When I first met my boyfriend, I went to his parents' house, and his mom was making like three pounds of meat and, and uh pumpkin puree and apparently she was meal planning for the dog for the week uh, so she just cooks it up wow portions it out okay. and he was actually dog sitting and she prepped for him no that problem. for the week and yep, that was the I, thing i think that's what my friend does she mm. will do meal preps for the dog as well so <laughs> she says she sent me a text so she's listening she said he gets one cup of protein meat or fish uh then a half a cup of veggies and then a half a cup of starch like pasta or rice it's for temperament allergies diseases dog food isn't regulated okay so she she's thought this too i i think of the scene where brad Pitt is feeding his dog in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like rat meat. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Basically, yeah. Turns the can over. Uh-huh. I was watching that TV show, Localish, and they were featuring a pet store that's in Manionka that uh, bakes and serves the, the, high-end The pet. bakery. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it was really, um, it was compelling and like the food looked like it was human quality food. You know, it was really Better than stuff. human. Yeah. All right. So I looked it up and I'm trying to figure out which, what the name, there are apparently two in Manionka, both on Main Street. That's how lucrative this market is. There's pet-friendly <laughs> dog bakery. And then there is City of Paws Pet Care. I don't know which one was featured on on Localish, but they're both really good, and they're both right in Maniunk. 
I we have come a long way from gravy train, have we not, guys? <laughs> oh, we used to have. Uh, we had. Listen, but you didn't. There wasn't this high end. The market is crazy amount of money yeah. for this sort of stuff. The the notion though of of Kathy, your friend spending all that time in the she kitchen. She the dog's meals. I mean, come in on. In like little Tupperwares. I love my, I love Chelsea to death. We get her good quality food, but. Dog food's fine. Really? Do- mm-hmm. Dog yeah. food's fine. Hey, wait, it's I been got- working for ages. Uh, by the way, speaking of gravy train, you would add water to that, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, my- create Preston. the gravy. So we yeah. had a six foot, six yeah. foot three on her hind legs, Great Dane. And Gorgeous dog. We would serve. It was like a wash basin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shake out the gravy train like God. half, a, like a quart and a half of water. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got to mix it up. <laughs> get the gravy going. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, it was, and you got nowhere near that bowl. You would have lost an arm. So talk about how picky of an eater Fozzie is, right? And, and how my mom cooks meals for him. But that thing will eat paper towels. I have had to, like a magician, pull paper towels out of his butthole yeah. because he couldn't pass it. I don't, I don't, I do not understand that. They are that fickle. Why do you have video yourself doing that? We need to see that next time. Okay, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, we're trying to cut down on his paper okay. towel intake. So, yes. Preston, your dog's diets consist of the food you give them and the rabbits that they eat. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Baby rabbit. Oh Preston's cute as Button yeah. dogs yeah. when chainsaw on a rabbit. They're, yeah. they're terriers. They they like to go. They they go after. They were bred to go after yeah. rodents and right, stuff right, like yeah. that. So that's what they want. Have, have they have they nailed any rats and stuff? No, because we have a um, we, we've got uh, like we have a fence for our pool. Yeah. But I had also put up chicken wire. It's, yeah, you can't really see it, which is great because it yeah. doesn't look tacky or anything like that. But uh, so not much wildlife gets into right. our yard. Thank goodness. Have you guys seen the video of that cute little? Uh, it's a lab puppy it, that is rolling in the in the backyard and you're like oh look how cute this dog is and when they get closer they realize that the dog is rolling on top of a dead possum and that's why he's um, basically <laughs> no i have so not no. snuggling in the grass oh it's great hang on this is an interesting scenario i'm gonna go to kenny hi kenny good morning gadzooks gadzooks what's up bud so it's interesting that you guys are talking about making eggs for the dogs <laughs> yeah because my parents started vegan about three years ago your parents went vegan okay they went vegan, but they still buy eggs and cheese just to make for the dog. Yeah, okay. because they they need. They, listen, Kenny, this is a you bring up a perfect story because we used to work with someone who was vegan, went vegan as well, and had a dog. Yeah, and tried to do uh, a vegan diet for no. the dog, and like the dog would come over, Starting. and when she'd leave the room, the dog would come over and go, "Please, please, for God's sake, I need some meat. <laughs> you see these teeth are called canines." I, I mean, it was. Yes, I, you can't do the same meal for a dog. Yes, dogs are are meant to eat. Yeah, you know other animals, oh. uh, and so therefore, he'll sit there and look at his food, and we prepare for him, and he'll sit there and look at it, but won't eat it until he either gets eggs. Or a Parmesan cheese sprinkled on top. Yeah, yeah, cheese yes. is cheese is usually a win. I didn't, I didn't know about this Parmesan thing. I could see like you know taking. I I I feed our dogs cheese every now and then. If I'm hey, if I'm cheese grating, yeah, yeah. grating cheddar, yeah, uh, I'll throw them a little bit on the floor. Sure, and and yeah. we we try not to feed them scraps. But you know what we. 
when we took them to the vet one time, they gave them as treats actual like deli meat and and uh, and cheese. You listen, it's okay to do that, uh, but as long as you're not just throwing everything to them while you're eating. Pe- people become militant. I, I know have known people who will take whatever they're eat, and you can't do this. You can't have a regular human diet. Yeah, give them a and, taco, and, 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 but and then give them the same thing. And right. I've I know people who do that with their dogs. That you can't do. Right. Another friend of mine says that her cat has a very sensitive stomach and throws up everything, so she gives it three times a day rotisserie chicken. Oh, wow! <laughs> Man, and that's I'm the like only three thing, times a day. And that's the only thing you won't throw up. That's at least half a chicken a day, probably. Right? I guess. For a cat, she maybe. Says sometimes yeah. he gets canned tuna. Okay, oh I, I want to live in that house. I know, yeah. seriously. <laughs> Sounds like really I got a sensitive stomach too. I my can... cats, for Christ's sake, they, they honestly, people always say they want when they die and if they're reincarnated, they want to come back as our cats because they, I mean, they get they get top level service. So when you guys give your dog a bone, will you cut the bone in half so he thinks he's getting two? No, okay, a bone. Yeah, like a really? little milk bone. Oh, you know, like little biscuits. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll break yeah. it in half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah we'll you got, you got to watch out. There's also those those things like the um, a lot of those like pigs ears and stuff like that. Yeah, you yeah, got to yeah. watch where that. You know, yes. that, no, that, you're right. that, that can be an issue. What about actual bones? Like if I had, I, I hear you're not supposed yeah, to get right? into them because well, not chicken bones. But yeah, because you know yeah. we get rotisserie Dental chickens, issues. and I'll, I'll completely pull that thing apart. They splinter, yeah. right? The yeah, bones they do. Yeah, they, yeah. they do splinter. So. It can cause issues. But beef bones. They yeah, do have specific quads. Okay. They're sort of faux bones. Right. Faux bones, which is a great rap That's artist. That's your rap name. Yeah, yeah. You're, <laughs> you're, 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 I'm Shred and Shred Cheddar and I'm faux bones. Shred and Cheddar and faux bones. It actually kind of works. That yeah. would work. I'm going to go to Jimmy. Hi, Jimmy. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How you doing, guys? Good. What's up, bud? Hey, um, my one dog had health issues. He was barely walking. We thought we were going to put him down. Well, my wife changed their diets. She cooks for them every week and meal preps and everything for him. Hey, Jimmy, did she do this per the vet's recommendation, or did you guys come up with this on your own? She, she took it up on her own. Okay. Um, I thought it was ridiculous, but the dogs are all doing flourishing and doing great now. No, okay. Jimmy, that's – honestly, there, there, there is – Thanks, man. You have to be smart with the diet. Now, there are countless stories about people who are – you know, they're, they're buying substandard food and they don't – listen, you don't have to go crazy and have, you know, caviar, but you just have to make sure nutritionally you're giving them what they need. And then the, the issues with joints or digestion or, yeah. or all of that – or the coat or mange or whatever, a lot of that can be corrected with the diet. The only time we were feeding – uh, trying stuff like that was when, uh, and it happened with both of our cats who lived, both of them lived over 20 years. Yeah. Uh, but near the end, they weren't eating, and that right. starts to happen. You start yep. to see them not eat, and you're like, uh oh, this is getting bad. So we would feed them anything, right? You know, whatever they would eat. And, and that's when we would get like rotisserie chicken and sure. give it to them just to get them to eat absolutely anything. A few people texted this in, and then I looked it up, and according to the American Kennel Club, uh, pumpkin apparently is really good for dogs and if they have diarrhea. Yeah, that's what I would give Reggie. I was saying he... Um, oh, I yeah, think you did you give him that. diarrhea? No, no, I didn't. No. Well, you know, probably... I you diarrhea. I probably gave him diarrhea with the <laughs> other food that I was giving him, and it was such a problem, and... Uh, you just add it to the regular dog food? That's what they recommend on, on here. Yep, that... Because Rachel Ray has a line called diarrhea. Hang on. <laughs> 
back up a second. Was it was it straight up? The, you bought pumpkins and cut them up? No, okay. no, no. I just let pumpkin filling like out of a can. Filling, okay. Yeah. Um, but it's a specific. I, I, I mean, I was um, reading all of the labels and stuff like that. I was worried that I was giving them like pumpkin pie filling or whatever. Right, but I right, right. To make sure, I was giving them the right stuff. I'm gonna go to baby. Wait, just uh, this is an important note before you go to the next call. You should never give a dog canned pumpkin pie as it may contain this chemical called xylitol, yes. and that's t- that's toxic to dogs. Okay. So, uh, if you're going to do this, to use the pumpkin trick um, for a dog's diarrhea. Make sure you get the right thing. All right. Sage uh, advice. And speaking of things being toxic, we use our, our uh, Amazon Echo all the time. I'll hear Carter go, Alexa. Are potatoes poisonous to dogs? Because he'll be in the kitchen making food, and right. and, one, and and she'll let us know. Onions Remember, are. they eat their own crap. That's right. <laughs> so feed them whatever you want. <laughs> Mike, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing, guys? Good. good. What's up, bud? Um, so I've got a um, French bulldog, and we had some issues uh, maybe like six months old with him. He's uh, He'll be four in October. So we had some major issues for like two months where – he basically had diarrhea. Um, and now, through trial and error, now he gets raw. It's like raw lamb, but frozen. And they're like little nuggets. So every day, give him a cup of that, a uh, scoop of non-fat Greek yogurt, uh, a scoop of pumpkin, and then like a three-quarters cup of white rice. And that sounds, sounds like you're, you're, you're going to Zoe's kitchen and, and picking <laughs> yeah, up something yeah, yeah. for him. Man, that sounds good for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, there's definitely days where he's eating better than the rest of us now. So. <laughs> yeah, no, wow, but you, they, this, is what, this is why it's a multi-million dollar, if not billion dollar industry. It's because people, you know, you, you love your pets, you want to do right by them. It's just, uh, it, they're so, you get bombarded with information and, you know, you don't know what to what to believe and what not to believe. But sounds like your dog, is your dog yeah. doing well because of this diet? Yeah. So All right. He's like, you know. For a Frenchie, normally they get a little fat. Um, he's actually still pretty trim. He's like right around thirty pounds, so he's he's actually a pretty hefty one, like tall wise. But right. he's Steve. way up the weight, and he, I mean, it sounds like they put him on the Mediterranean diet. It, it, that's the that's the diet I'm on. Does yeah. because he's French. Does he smoke a lot? <laughs> I might want to consider. Yeah, I know they do. The yeah. Health and well being of the of the dog. It's great being a French dog. I love to smoke some cigarettes. Huh? <laughs> Uh, let me see here. I will go to... I eat my own merd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I will go to Thomas next. Hey, Thomas! Hell, Ricky, I was high when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, you got me on that, but I liked Love it. it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, uh, real quick. Yeah. We've been feeding our dogs homemade dog food for at least six years. When that story came out with like the uh, dogs, the dog food coming from Mexico that they put dog parts in it. Right, whatever. right. Yes, I remember that. So we started feeding our dogs homemade dog food, and honest to God, it adds at least three to five years to your dog's life. They are just completely changed dogs. What what remember, what 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 are you uh, what are you serving them mostly, Thomas? All right. Well, my wife took it over. I started doing it, but uh, they get. They get um, either turkey, ground turkey, or they get chicken. They get white rice with uh, quinoa. Okay. And it, I and love then quinoa. Also, and then also she'll put in, like, blueberries sometimes, pumpkin sometimes. She kind of, like, you know, mixes mm-hmm. it up here and there. Do you put a little, yeah, a little yeah. pita and hummus on the side? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that, that's good. That's healthy. 
And you've, you've, you saw a, 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 did you see a tangible difference once you started going with this diet? Yes. Yeah. God, yes. And yeah. then not only that, but my one dog before he passed away had used to get a lot of like ear infections. That pretty much helped clear that up. All it's right. Changing their diet. I like it's that. Been, it's amazing how much like this, the homemade dog food does for him. It's re- it's worth it. It really is. All okay. right. Thanks, Thomas. By the way, I'm sure my wife is now driving to one of these places yeah, yeah, to get this food. <laughs> Cooking up quinoa for the dogs. Yep. Mm-hmm. Steve, I Do will... you have canine quinoa? <laughs> quinoa? Steve, I will say with the Nutrish from Rachel yeah. Ray's uh, brand, my ca- it comes you know in, in a package and has different, so, so three different you, flavors. You use that? That's what I use. Okay. Yeah, that's what yeah, I feed yeah. the cats. But if I give them the same the same flavor, like for both lunch and di- or for both uh, breakfast and dinner, the male cat won't eat it twice in a row. Like, We've already he, had this. He, no, yes. Like, what are you like, trying I've, to pull on here? I've already had that. He'll walk back over to the cabinet uh-huh. where the food is and he sits in front of it. Like, wow. give, please give me something we different. Have, so we have, we'll give them treats. You know, the the, the greenies. <laughs> yes. And there are a couple of flavors. And then, like, there's one, the, <laughs> nine cats. And I'll go, eight, eight, get the treats. And then I have to get a separate treat bag for the one that doesn't like that flavor. <laughs> and I got to remember who, which cat is, is where. Yes. <laughs> oh, you bastard. <laughs> Uh, let me see here. Wow. Okay. Let me go to this call, and then we got time for probably one more after that. I'm going to go to Cindy. Hi, Cindy. Good morning. Hi. How are you? Great, Cindy. How are you? <laughs> What's up, Cindy? I'm a, I'm a sister. I'm a Zayda Pie sister. Oh, very oh, cool. Nice. Zayda Pie. Excellent. Yeah, you're you're, you're one of our revered I'm listeners. I'm the one that you paddled and so bad about. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's what I do. Yeah. All right. So, Cindy, what were you going to share with us? Uh, my chihuahua is 31 years old. Your 31? chihuahua is 31 years no. old. In dog years? Out of the SPCA, sick as a dog, very sick, very sickly, six months old. I changed her diet. I cooked for her, and she lived to be 31 years old, and she maintained her weight because she had a weight problem. She couldn't keep the weight on. I maintained her weight to five pounds. Is that some sort of record? I mean, so, so can yeah. you see what is what it, it, has any yeah. chihuahua lived to 31, Nick? No. No, no. dog has lived to 30, apparently. Uh, there was the, the world's. I have her tombstone sitting here now. Maggie, oh. the world's oldest dog, lived to be 30 years old, an Australian sheepdog. Well, my chihuahua well, was thirty-one when she passed away. All right, we, we can't say. Listen, that's very well could be the case. I I, I might contact the uh, the Guinness or something and see yeah. if they can uh, amend and that. Because my, now my dog here is sixteen. All right, all right. She's on a cook diet. What kind of dog is that? She's a mixed breed, a terrier mixed breed. She's a Minton Yorkie, uh, Jack Russell mix. She's okay. one hundred and ten. Yeah. Now, what do you, what do you feed her? She gets chicken. Ground chicken. I buy ground chicken or I grind it myself. I have a meat grinder. And pieces of the first dog. (laughs) And I give her ground. I will buy a chunk of beef and grind it. Mix it with rice like a meatloaf thing without all the spices. Wow. Regular meatloaf mix, rice and hamburger. She gets that. She'll get scrambled eggs in the morning. She'll get um, chicken and rice or hamburger and rice in the afternoon, and then again in her dog food at night. Cindy, I want to be I your dog. Gone, yes, seriously. Yeah. Cindy. Beyond. I had 70 cats with issues. You had se- you have 70 cats? Yeah, I had 100, I have 110 pets. 
Okay. What's happening? Yikes. Maybe 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 cut that down a little bit. Yeah, it's a little bit. Okay, all yeah. Rescue animals. That's great. Right. And they're dying to get out of your house. Uh, <laughs> well, no. they, they have free run. They can do whatever they want. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, God bless. Her house before. Yeah. Hey, Cindy, thanks for the call. You're welcome. We'll all talk right. to you later. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot of that's and I have nine. It's, wait a minute. Yeah, I don't if have that, 110. If that's coming out of your mouth, it's bad. Well, listen, I I understand. I <laughs> listen, it, maybe what she has is a cat colony. It's okay. You yeah, can say if you have a cat colony, that's that's okay. If you have it in your house, what's a cat real? colony? So, so you, if you take care of a cat colony where there's feral, the feral cats, there are many of them. In fact, what, what Claire does with Max Fun, like with the the uh, trap, neuter, and release, sometimes cats are just feral, but they'll live in colonies, right? And and uh, you get them taken care of medically, and they sort of stay in an area, and they're, they're outside. Oh, they're outside. Yeah, outside. but you like kind yeah. of give them a little shelter or something Shelters like that. Shelters and yeah. food and so on and so them. forth. Make yeah. sure yeah. they have plenty of upma man. They're, they're I can't not, even imagine a colony would be 110 though. Yeah. No, oh it's a God. big colony. Yeah, that's for sure. Oh, really? Like uh, that many cats? Hundred. That's a big colony. Oh, oh yeah, right. yeah. Okay. That's a big. I mean, but you know, it's. Yeah, there's one outside. Uh, not unheard of. of. There's one outside of my yoga studio. Maybe there's. I'd say there's probably like five, six, seven cats out there. But that sounds a little more reasonable. Yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, that's fun. that's where they live, and they and they're, they're all three hundred years old. <laughs> okay. Thirty-one. All right. I've been told we have one last call. It says surprise caller for the very end of this segment. Quick message, and it says the name Kim. So let's let's go to this call. Hi, Kim. Are you there? I am. Yes. Hi, Kim. Um, it says you're a surprise caller. You'll have to explain. It's Kim Mullen, Steve, from the Desmond Hotel. Oh, the Desmond Kim! Hotel. <laughs> Kim, so, so, Kim, you run the, um, we, we do the Bottoms Up event every year for, for the uh, the prostate, and you, uh, you're the one that runs that. We weren't able to do it quite the way we normally do it, but uh, do you have bread pudding info for us? We do. I heard that you were talking about us, and I wanted to let you know we do have it, and we're open for um, any meal now for uh, safe distancing and safe distancing uh, outside. So you, so you, uh, you have you have uh, outside eating. Is there any inside eating? Yes. Okay. Is. All yeah. right. So, so, and bread pudding is available. Yes. Are you open right now? What time will you be here? <laughs> come on down. <laughs> no, you come on down. <laughs> we'll meet you halfway. Uh, no, uh, that's that's wonderful news because I've, I've just been jonesing for the uh, for the uh, for the bread pudding and it's the best in the uh, mm. in it's, it's just the best. So uh, that's great, Kim. And we'll work on doing that bottoms up event as soon as possible. Yeah. Right? We'll try to get a date together for next year. All right. Well, thanks for calling, Kim. Of course. All right. All right. Take care, Kim. By the way, her, her Kim's eighty-one-year-old dog taught her how to make eighty-one-year-old dog. That's the recipe. Yeah. That, wow. What? Amazing. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back, and we will delve into the bizarre file. And don't forget, we have a secret text word chance for you to win Deep Blue C3. Text word secret to 39333. We'll be back in a moment. MMR and Live Nation are happy to announce the live performance drought is finally over. It's the live-in at the Drive-In Concert Series. A month of shows in the Phillies parking lot. You'll experience from your car. 93.3 WMMR and the Struts invite you to rock out live in your ride Saturday, August 22nd. Your body talks. Your body talks. The live-in at the Drive-In Concert Series. Essentially awesome solution to a performance-less pandemic featuring the struts and many more. See the full schedule at WMMR.com. 
Tickets on sale now at LiveNation.com from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, we're going to get to the Bizarre File. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right, let's see what stories we have here. I was got, I have a couple of uh, shark stories. I don't really put them in the Bizarre File, but if I don't get to them... You, you might as well. Then I am not going to get to them. Casey I, loves them. Yes. Hang on a second, gang. I have to dig through the junk drawer... And move it over to the bizarre file. Believe it or not, they are two different sets. Yeah, here we go. Uh, A woman was killed in an apparent shark attack while swimming off the coast of Maine on Monday. Witnesses saw the woman uh, swimming off of Bailey Island in Casco Bay when she was injured in what appeared to be a shark attack. Uh, they have now determined that it was a great white shark. Yeah, yeah. Kathy, yeah. on your app. Uh, does, I can check. Yeah, check. <laughs> they found a, a tooth, apparently, and uh, it confirmed God that almighty. it I was indeed a uh, great white shark. Can you imagine? Oof. Can you imagine? Uh, well, I mean, listen, I guess if I were to be killed by a shark, I would want it to be a great white. Yeah, for a couple just of for bragging reasons. rights. Bragging rights, yes. What a grand yeah. way to go out. Yeah. But then also, by a great white. probably it would be the quickest death of them all. You would hope, right? Yeah. Not unless it was a really uh, pissed off sort of cruel shark. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, the uh, shark attacks are rare in Maine, uh, with only one other having been recorded before an unprovoked shark. Uh, and it was pretty wild because she was with someone else, and they were in not super deep water, and the woman, her friend, saw her just get mauled and ripped yeah. apart by the mm. shark, and then she washed up onto the shore, and she was dead on the scene, obviously. And then they saw some bull sharks on, on Long Island beaches, Steve. Yes, off, you know Lido Beach, Kathy? Yeah. Yeah, Lido Beach is, was my, is my beach of choice on Long Island. I always just love go that. They, two bull sharks were cruising the uh, offshore. I saw, um, is that near Hempstead? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. It was probably the same one. Okay. Uh, well, here's something beach but not shark related. Uh, playing in sand seems pretty innocent, but it might not be in all cases. A 15-year-old girl was visiting North Beach Island in Chatham, Cape Cod over the weekend oh. when she dug a deep hole and it collapsed while she was inside it, but it trapped her from the neck down. So she didn't die. Oh, thank people, God. People die from they that. They do yeah. all the time. They always hear about them building these these big holes at the beach and it collapsing on top of them. Uh, she was not completely buried. The sand was pressing against her chest and made it hard for her to breathe. Eventually, crews from the fire department arrived and they were able to dig her out of the sand. They had to place a large black tube around her uh, to keep more sand from pressing against her as they shoveled it away. And it took about 30 minutes for them to be able to get her free of the sand, and she managed to manage to walk out uninjured. Yeah. So as beach sand starts to compress around you, it, it people don't realize the weight of it. Oh, yeah. It's heavy duty. And actually, yep. the first thing up to try to rescue her, Preston, a great white shark. Oh, my God. Yeah. He just wanted to help. Right. Um, I've heard of this happening before, but it, it's done again. Some people uh, take uh, revenge, and they do it the right way. A woman named Jessica from Australia says, I'm getting phone calls at really strange hours of the night, about 1 o'clock to about 4 o'clock. Uh, she said that the call started after she ended her relationship upon discovering her ex messaging other women on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And her ex actually placed posters around town reading contest. Call this number, leave a voicemail with your best impression of Chewbacca. The winner announced via text at 12 p.m. August 13th, 2020. Best impersonation receives $100. Right. So people were calling. Of course, yeah. Leaving the Chewbacca impressions. I mean, it's... 
Jessica says she finds the prank funny, but adds that some of the phone calls are waking up her kids in the middle of the night. She says the ex also dumped a car with no wheels in her driveway. She should play a joke on him where she kills him. Had trouble getting rid of so far. Julie Laughlin of Greensboro, North Carolina, was in bed on Sunday night when she saw a fox slip into her home from the patio through a doggy door meant to be used by her nine-year-old beagle, Duchess. She said the fox came into her room, up onto her bed, and latched onto her foot. After, shut up, dummy. After prying the animal, she said, shut up, dummy. <laughs> oh, red fox. Uh, after prying the animal off, uh, she held on to it as she called 911, and during the call, she told the dispatcher, right on my bed, I've got my hand around its neck. <laughs> wow. And she held on to the animal for 12 minutes until police arrived. They broke down her patio door. They removed the fox. Turns out the fox had rabies. Oh, oh my God. Have yep. you ever had a doggy door or anything like that in, the, in any home you were at? Nah, we thought about doing it, but then we changed our I mean, mind. Because things like that could happen. Yep. And uh, Laughlin has since gotten a number of shots, including rabies vaccine. Troopers in Jefferson County, Pennsylvania, say a man and woman were arrested after they tried to burglarize a home while they mistakenly thought the family was at the airport. 30-year-old Jeremy Appleton, 36-year-old Andrea Roten, entered the Reynoldsville home, uh, believing the people who lived there had gone to the Depoy Airport. Uh, they were wrong about nobody being home. Roten said to restrain one of the victims, or she tried to restrain one of the victims using a bra, and wow. she managed to escape the home. Uh, the two then rummaged through the kitchen, stole an unknown amount of prescription drugs. Roden eventually left the home and assaulted another person while threatening to shoot him and his family. That would be terrifying if uh, you're at home and people break in. Yep, and uh, they managed to track both of them down a little bit later on. But it's interesting, she grabbed a bra and used that to restrain one of the victims. All right, one last story. The case of a Belgian woman who believed that she was a chicken. has Mm -hmm. been cited by psychiatrists as an example of a potentially underreported mental health disorder linked to depression. The 50-year-old woman, 54-year-old woman, who had no history of drug or alcohol abuse, was found by her brother in her garden, clucking and blowing her cheeks before crowing like a rooster. I'm getting so turned on, it's ridiculous. (laughs) On arrival at an accident and emergency ward, the woman had expressed her conviction and had spoken of feeling new sensations in her limbs. I'm going to cluck your brains out. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Following a seizure, the thoughts no longer plagued the woman, and she, she never, no longer felt like a chicken. Uh, she said she was embarrassed by the episode in which her memory was impaired. Uh, researchers suggest that uh, such cases of zoanthropy uh, where, where, where people believe they're animals? person believe they're an animal. Had gone underreported due to the difficulties patients face in explaining their thoughts. Her husband says he misses the fresh eggs. Uh, there have been only 56 cases, uh, case descriptions in medical and historical literature in the period between 1850 and 2012. Do they suggest, a, is, is there a, one type of animal more common when people have these delusions? Nope. Patients are reported believing they're a dog, lion, tiger, hyena, shark, crocodile, frog, bovine, Cat, goose, rhinoceros, rabbit, horse, snake, bird, wild boar, gerbil, and a bee. Mm. Just yeah. one chicken? Just one chicken. That's not right. I know. I'm sorry to share the news with you, Mr. Simmons. Uh, the perfect woman. Uh, the woman cited by the researchers has been in a relationship for two decades and had a stable job in pharmacy where she returned to work a year later. She had suffered from depression since the death of a family member and that condition was prevalent among her relatives. Huh. 
Uh, the research paper links a condition generally to underlying psychiatric disorders such as schizophrenia, psychotic depression, and bipolar mood disorder. But she believed she was a chicken. That's amazing. Yeah. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you, Kathy Romano. Yes, sir. Give me a number caller for the secret text word, please. 13. All right, caller 13. What a number! 215-263-WMMR. If you know the secret text word and you're calling number 13, you're going to win the prize. And then we'll grab a random texter and award a prize to them as well. We will be back in a moment. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We are looking for a specific number caller to give away a prize to today's secret text word. And caller number 13 is what Kathy chose. So let's go to that caller. Just so happens to be Ryan. Good morning to you, Ryan. Good morning. Ryan, do you know what the secret text word is? Alaska. Alaska is correct. Hang on, Ryan. Sir, are going to give you a digital download of Deep Blue C3. The sharks are back. The summer dive. The summer dive in for a thrilling return to the Deep Blue Sea, where a group of scientists find genetically enhanced sharks that could end life as we know it. It's available on Disney Singing. Uh, available on digital now and on Blu-ray August 25th, by the way. And then we had a uh, texter that we chose, a random texter, and that's Robert Stefano, who is from Garnet Valley, PA. And we're going to give him the same thing. So congratulations, and we shall take care of you. Now, on to another prize with the lesson question for today. A $60 Metro Diner gift card is what we'll give away. If you can tell me, what will my DJ club name, my club DJ name be? Nice. Two one five two six three WMMR. Either hip hop or, or club DJ name. What would it be? Two one five two six three WMMR. If you were listening, you know, then you should call them while you do that. We're going to do this. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's get into the stories. What do you have for us this morning, Steve? Well, Catherine Zeta Jones and Michael Douglas revealing they are not having a big party for their upcoming twentieth wedding anniversary. Catherine says she hasn't really felt like celebrating the marriage since Douglas claimed he got cancer from her vagina. <laughs> hey, hey! Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner saying they have been amazed by the flood of emotion since their baby girl was born over the weekend. Turner says she hasn't stopped crying tears of joy since the first second her diminutive husband was placed into the baby's arms. Hey! <laughs> and finally, the Real Housewives of New Jersey is going back into production with some coronavirus adjustments in place. Cast member Teresa Judai says producers are working hard to maintain that sense of, re- of reality and authenticity that no one has ever believed. Yeah. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood All right, so we're looking for the answer to today's lesson question. I wanted to find out what my club DJ name will be, and we're going to go to Anthony. See if we can figure that out. Anthony, good morning. Good morning. You guys rock. Thank you, my man. All right, what's my club DJ name? DJ Cheddar Shredder. Oh, it's well, close. What? You can make the call because you are that DJ. All right, we we kind of did both of that. We right? did. Yeah, we, we did, did both. both. It's Shred and Chatter or Chatter Shredder. Yeah, yeah. you got it, Anthony. <laughs> Hang on a second, bud. We're going to get you some goods. We got a $60 Metro Diner gift card. 
Enjoy Metro Diner's new steak and scramble bowl featuring sirloin steak, scrambled eggs, roasted grape tomatoes, and hash browns drizzled with hollandaise sauce, plus other diner favorites, and it's in their reopened dining rooms, or you can pick up and delivery via Uber Eats or DoorDash. Place your order at MetroDiner.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. I got a pretty chunky music news report today. A lot of stuff to get to. So we're going to begin with this. It seems that uh, the as though with the Rolling Stones and Neil Young on the verge of suing Donald Trump over using their songs during campaign stumps is reaching ahead. Billboard reported that the Artist Right Alliance, ARA, has written a letter, quote, demanding politicians on both sides get clearance on the music they plug at their events and in advertisements. This is standard protocol. Uh, yeah, but... They right now, they're not doing it. it. Uh, the letter is addressed to the Democratic and Republican National Congressional... Stop it. ...and Senatorial Committees. And artists who have signed the letter include Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, Elvis Costello, Stephen Tyler and Joe Perry, Lionel Richie, R.E.M., Blondie, Roseanne Cash, Pearl Jam, Sheryl Crow, Green Day, Lord, Sia... And Regina Spector, among others. And I'm sure most of them are ones that have had this happen to yes. them. So the letter reads in part, as artists, activists, and citizens, we ask you to pledge that all candidates you support will seek consent from featured recording artists and songwriters before using their music in campaign and political settings. This is the only way to effectively protect your candidates from legal risk, unnecessary public controversy, and the moral quagmire that comes from falsely claiming or implying an artist's support or distorting an artist's expression is such a high stakes public way in such a high uh, stakes public way. This is not a new problem or a partisan one. Every election cycle brings stories of artists and songwriters frustrated to find their work being used in settings that suggest endorsement or support of political candidates without their permission or consent. Being dragged unwillingly into politics in this way can compromise an artist's personal values while disappointing and alienating fans with great moral and economic cost. For artists that do choose to engage politically in campaigns or other contexts, this kind of unauthorized public use confuses their message and undermines their effectiveness. This is why, like Michael Dukakis, we talk about him, but he, he, he was smart. He actually paid and made his exclusive music provider, Susie Quattro. Okay. You remember that, right, Preston? No. Oh, this is all Susie okay. Quattro at every... All over. Uh, yeah, totally Michael Dukakis. Uh, so they're just asking, look... Knock it off. Ask for permission first, please. Could you do that? Protesters in Portland have been chanting the lyrics to Rage Against the Machine's 1992 song, Killing in the Name. And Tom Morello supports it. Footage of crowds over the past 60-plus uh, consecutive days of protests have been chanting the lyrics, F you, I won't do what you tell me, at federal officers. Uh, Morello posted several tweets of approval, including, well, that's what it's for. The Portland protests have been happening since the death of George Floyd on May 25th. Courtney Love has taken to Twitter to respond to reports that her name... Uh, turned up in the late Jeffrey Epstein's address book. Huh. On Monday, she tweeted, Hey, about my name in Epstein's address book, it's creepy as F that I'm in that thing. I agree. I didn't know him, never met him, didn't know who he was. Apparently, he collected celebrity phone numbers. The end. And she said, Hope he burns in a Vici hell. And she included a Wikipedia 
uh, included a Wikipedia article uh, to Avicii, which reveals it to be the lowest level of hell in Buddhism. So if that's where she's hoping, he goes. Okay. Bad Wolves frontman Tommy Vext has opened up about being bullied as a kid. In an interview with the High Notes podcast, Vext said that he was bullied due to his race and weight. He explained, I was a fat kid, and I used to get teased and made fun of for being fat, and I grew up. He said, I'm also mixed race, and it was not socially acceptable in the 90s and early 2000s to be mixed race. So I got bullied until I grew into my body. He said, I used to get picked on. I used to get held down, and kids would burn me with cigarettes and lighters and call me the N-word. I never forgot any of that. He added, most of those people, he said, I got when I was 16, I joined the gym and met some guys, and they taught me how to work out, and I basically kept tabs, and I beat the ass out of anybody who ever effed with me as a kid. And pretty violently, he said, I broke some people's faces. He said, anger has always been a pretty dark passenger that I struggle with until I got into recovery. You seen this guy? Yeah, Nick pulled up a picture of him. He is he's a bodybuilder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got flat out he looks like he plays professional football. He's he's huge. So don't mess with him. He'll don't break, you never know. He will break your face. Mike Shinoda has some new music coming this week. While talking to Twitch on Monday, Shinoda shared a screenshot of his computer's desktop and the names of the files shown were dropped frames, volume two coming this week. And the Lincoln Park live Twitter fan account shared the news with followers, writing, now that's a unique way to announce a release, Sneaky Mike. So he did it. (laughs) Sneaky Mike. He might do it again. Trent Reznor could soon be one step closer to an EGOT. The Nine Inch Nails frontman was nominated for two Emmys alongside Atticus Ross for their work on HBO's Watchmen. Good music. Uh, It's fantastic. It is so well done. Consequence of Sound reports that if he wins either Outstanding Original Music and Lyrics or Outstanding Music Composition for a Limited Series, uh, he'll only be a Tony away from the EGOT. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be really cool. God, who would have thought when Nine Inch Nails first surfaced that this guy might be an EGOT EGOT. winner someday? Uh, Let's see. Gerard Way discussed developing Umbrella Academy at last week's uh, Virtual Comic-Con. The My Chemical Romance singer explained that although most people only knew him as a musician, he had been a student at the School of Visual Arts in New York and an intern at DC Comics before the band took off. He said, uh, then the band got gets bigger and more successful, but the whole time I missed this other part of my life that I had to kind of walk away from. And I really miss comics, and I'd always loved them. And while touring, Enemy reports that um, he decided to write his own comic after being inspired by Doom Patrol, and in my household, we're very excited that the Umbrella Academy returns on Friday. We just finished re-watching the first season. And now my daughter, Caroline, is watching it again this week. Oh, really? Okay. To get ready for it. We just finished it this weekend, and she's already started the next day re-watching the whole thing again. Wow. It is so well done. It is an excellent series. So um, he's probably making more off of this now. I don't know, yeah. Than anything in Maybe. Music, right? Uh-huh. I mean, they've gone to a second season. I don't know. I have no idea if this is going to wrap after the second right. season. I've got to believe the story's going to wrap at the end of the second season. But uh, The we'll first see. season was great. Yeah. And then finally, Ace Freely has unveiled the artwork and track listing to his upcoming covers album called Origins Volume 2. It's which, a freaking spaceship. Which drops on <laughs> September 18th. 
Among the musicians leading the Spaceman or lending the Spaceman some help on the follow-up 2016's Origins Volume 1 are Lita Ford on a cover of Rolling Stone's Jumpin' Jack Flash, Cheap Trick frontman Robin Zander on Humble Pie's 30 Days in the Hole, former Kiss guitarist Bruce Kulick joins in for a cover of Jimi Hendrix's Experience Manic Depression, and noted guitarist John Five lends his skills to Ace's version of the Beatles' I'm Down, and Cream's politician. It could be a full blown show with sure. a, a, a goddamn spaceship. <laughs> on the Who knows? A goddamn spaceship. Goddamn spaceship. Ace also covers Kiss's 1974 Dress to Kill classic She on the set as well. <laughs> that's coming out. <laughs> and that's what I got in the music news for you today. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to get the letter of the day and get you closer to winning the. Uh, prize that we have, and I'll bring up to speed on what that is in just a moment. See what Pierre's got going on. Coming back in a bit. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I'd say it's Wednesday morning, and I'd say it is coming to a close for us, but I'd also say that you're in for plenty of entertainment for the rest of your day. Oh, yeah. We'll be in here shortly to uh, take the reins of this great beast, WMMR. I saw him wandering the hallways. Oh, he is here. He is here. Outstanding. Wandering, lumbering? Wandering, I would okay. say. Okay. He was uh, singing a Walking on Sunshine. Oh, he's got to be in a great he's mood. He's in a great day. mood. I am happy to hear that. Uh, we don't have any guests to thank. I guess uh, we could thank our friends from Fox 29 for yes. having us on this morning, having a little food chat. Uh, with Mike and Alex, but um, yeah, that's it, really. It's always good to talk to those guys. I love talking. About love guys. that Alex Holly. Love that Mike. Yeah. How do you feel about seeing yourself on television? Hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a I'm a creature. It's kind of weird. It reminds me of all the cruel jokes that have been played on me by genetics. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't do it anymore. Well, nah, you know what? Okay. People seem to like it. It gives them it, it, if for those who don't get the Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's perfect. It's, it's like. Getting to see that. All right, we need to do the letter of the day, so here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... E as in E-bus. E-bus. What was that thing that uh, Trent Reznor is going to be? Oh, oh E-got. 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 What's e- an E-got? Any um, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Yeah. When he wins all of the, you know, arts awards, essentially. Oh. So E, the letter E is in EGOT. And oh. our prize this week from Stateside Vodka, four handles of vodka. And apparently those are gigantic bottles. We saw a picture. Enormous. And Enormous. Two, and two bottles of Stateside's limited release bourbon, which I am a fan. And both items are available now for guaranteed 24-hour delivery to Philadelphia and the PA suburbs. Or fast one-hour curbside pickup. And you can visit statesidevodka.com for details. Must be at least 21 or older in order to win. And we will give that away on Friday. How we doing today? They make hand sanitizer, too. Yes, they yes, do. do. Think they'll deliver vodka and hand sanitizer. <laughs> sure. You're awesome. totally covered on all aspects of everything you need. I'm well, thank you. How are you kids? Good. Good, 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 good. Absolutely. I like your uh, The Who t-shirt you're wearing today. I got this at a Who show in 1979. No way. You've it's holding up nicely, man. Yeah. Uh, Oakland great. Coliseum. It was their first tour with Kenny Jones. It was yeah. right after Keith Moon died. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. 
Kenny Jones? Yeah, it was Kenny yep. Jones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had You Better You Bet and all that stuff. Eminence Front. And, yeah. 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 Tricky Day. And yeah, 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 that's awesome, man. That's uh, that's uh, when I got it. And um, I never threw it away. And then I couldn't fit in it for many years. And then I began a program of athletic reconstruction. That you did. Um, and how, uh, May I ask how long you've held on to that athletic reconstruction? It's been a long time because you were chubby when we got here. I was. Yeah. I and was, we were chubby when we got here. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, we were looking because it was the anniversary of me throwing. Well, no, it was on opening day, which was what, Friday? Yeah. We replayed the. the I watched it. The. Uh, it's hilarious. Audio. It's pretty funny because <laughs> Jason watched... was like the the color commentator, guy. yeah, and uh, and then the video of it. But I was about two hundred and thirty pounds. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so um, you were in the dugout. I saw you. I mean, you were eating a canned ham. I was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was weird <laughs> for a vegetarian. Yeah, it was, it was just so weird. Yeah. You remember what year that was? Uh, I don't. You were there though. I was. Yeah. It was you and Jason, and we did the after show interview with me because I was I was. I, I shook my head. I don't know what the, I'm shaking my head, but they always stand on the uh, pile of dirt and shake their head. And uh, before they th- and then Jason was astonished that I made it over the gadget box. You uh, did a uh, you did a solid solid pitch. About as butch as it gets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hardcore. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, you had you had those extra pounds on, and then you took them off, and they have stayed off. Yeah, man. fifty pounds, Whew. give or take. It was nice. eight alternate. So uh, uh, nice. it's been work, but it's uh, yeah. uh, worth it. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. yeah, nice. And I could fit into old t-shirts. Uh, Absolutely, and that's one of the bonuses too. When you yeah. can, when you, yeah, I've, there's a few that I've hung on to that I that I had, I wasn't able to wear, and then eventually. You know, once I shed the weight, I could wear them again. It's wonderful. I had a pair of Levi's, well, two pairs of Levi's 501s that were 32-32, and I hadn't been able to fit into them. And um, I kept, uh, Susan, my helper, my organizer, she said, throw these away. Give these away. I got, can't do it. And then it came around. I said, I wonder. And I tried them on, and they fit. Oh, Bam! Yeah. I held on to one fat pair. Oh, did you? Of, of my jeans. They're like, they're like 42s. Wow. They're you huge. had a 42? Dude, I was gigantic. Dude. I was like 265. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. So I held on to those, and I have them in my closet yeah. just to remind me to never, ever, ever go there again. Wow. Cool. Good for you. Now he's shredding cheese. Yeah, man. Shredder cheese. Cheese shredder. Cheese shredder. Shatter, cheddar, chedder shredder. shredder. Ebot. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ebot, uh, what's coming up on your show today? I've got a workhorse blocks of uh, The Who and also of Corey Taylor. And to please your Jimmy Buffett love and heart. Oh, yeah. I got a block oh, of rush. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To oh, make oh, that yeah, my regular Saturday night <laughs> thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. To you please your regular Saturday night thing, baby. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> to please your Buffett loving heart, I have a block of Rush. Oh, oh stop it! Getty's birthday today. See, I I That's usually you reverse did. that. You're gonna be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It is the G Man's birthday. Um, Brent did a really great double shot about two thirty in the morning. I was uh, up and um, f- fiddling around and doing stuff and listening to the great overnight show that is Brent Porsche, and he did this wicked double shot of... Do you uh, remember what he played? He played Working Man, mm-hmm. uh, but there's some live version of it uh, that's got an entirely different beat to it. Huh. Um, almost Calypso-ish. Uh, yeah, they 
they they played around with that song a little bit live a few um, times. It was interesting, and then he played uh, Red Barchetta. Nice. He he does a double shot at two o'clock. It's called the Last Call Double Shot. I like that. So people he picks one, and it's like on Tuesdays, and then listeners pick the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, as it's two a.m., he does two songs. And isn't that um, cool that cool. someone is up here alive? Take and it's, you know that's what this format's about. It's like it, it's. Any time, day or night, there's a living person behind that mic who's there and playing music in the moment. I, I just, I got goosebumps when yeah. you said that. Because it's a great way to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, Call in. Yeah. Any, live person. I'd play your request. <laughs> great way to get laid. Yeah. I can't do it as good as Steve. But um, <laughs> the fact of the matter is, as I like to say, there's somebody home. Yeah. There's always somebody Love it. home. There you go. All right. Thank you, Pierre. And I want to thank our sponsors. The Presidency Show has been brought to you today by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors, and also hers, the official chip of making the most of your summer. And finally, Auto Lenders, a smarter way to buy a car tomorrow on the program. Oh, my God, what's happening? We have two guests on tomorrow. What? What? It has been a while in these corona times. Since we've had multiple guests on the program. It ebbs and flows, doesn't it? We have Steve-O joining us, and we have Al Roker joining us on the program. They were both on the Jackass program. Should be nice. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you, hate you, live. This goes after my buddy Chris, smoking weed for like 12 years at least. Still can't even roll up the line. Bro, roll up. Next message. Regis Philbin dies, and I'm like, man, Steve's not going to be able to do his voice anymore. I know he's not going to do it for at least a little bit. And then you go and totally redeem yourself and make me almost piss myself in the car on doing a Regis in heaven for like 20 minutes. It was hilarious. I was dying, bro. Dying. Next message. I have been here since the dawn of time. Caught too many fires. I've come from the far reaches of hell. My name is Larry. Hi, how are you? The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.